Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Welcome, everyone. This is Out of Darkness Into the Light, and I'm here with my sidekick, uh, Chuck Donald. Uh, do you consider that to be a semi-derogatory term, or, or is that all on the up and up there, Chuck? <laughs> it's pretty. I think it's pretty well on the up and up. You think it's a compliment? Um, what do you mean by compliment? <laughs> oh, you're my sidekick. I mean, come on. Oh, yeah. Oh, that program. Part of it. I thought you were trying to make fun of my name. Sorry about that. You know. No. no. <laughs> I thought you were referring to like a, a Trump Donald, Chuck Donald. You know what I mean? So, oh. Uh huh. Reverse uh-huh. speech. Uh, you know, Satan is speak speaking reverse. So uh, people are suspicious of me now. Anyway, um, <clears throat> it's funny because uh, we had a wild night last night. Mine was a lot more wilder than Chuck. Uh, I had a lot of things happening. I'll talk to you about it a little bit. But, um, on Facebook, um, Channing posted this uh, sensational article uh, about Donald Trump and these witches that don't like him. And it said, witches worldwide are planning to cast a spell on Donald Trump on February 24th. Here's how to join them. Well, I didn't even, I mean, I didn't even read the title properly. You know that, Chuck? Because it's obviously, it says, here's how to join them. Huh. You're talking about something low level. Yeah. Well, Dave is a deep conspiracist. Dave just blows right past that, and he, he's thinking, you know, oh, Illuminati witches, you know, they're going to try to destroy Trump or something like that. But I think this is more has to do with just liberals out there who happen to be witches and don't like Donald Trump. Yeah. And I guess this, you know, they're organizing against him, and they're going to keep this up on certain dates of the year. You know, he, he calls himself a Christian, you know. Okay. And it, it, if you call yourself a Christian, everyone believes you except for conservative Christians. But the rest of the world, they always believe it. Yeah, it says they're going to do this on uh, the 26th and April 24th, May 23rd, June 21st. That's the summer solstice, etc. until Trump leaves office. Okay. So anyway, I wasn't even paying attention, obviously. And uh, just read this little comment that I made down there. And after I made it, this one girl goes, huh? you talking about it. She might be right, because <laughs> what Illuminati have to do with this article? So I said to Channing, I said, so tonight is a big night, eh? It's most likely a fake story directed at Christians whose discernment skills are so awful they can't figure out that vigilant citizen is controlled opposition, or, or vigilant Christian, for that matter. These theoretically existent witches must be pretty low on the totem pole if they're not smart enough to figure out that Trump is Illuminati, just like every other American president. So if they are that dumb, they're obviously not very powerful, and our Illuminati president has nothing to fear. And who is the informant on the side of the people that has privileged access to this kind of info? Well, that was an ignorant statement because I looked at the article. It was not privileged information, Dave. 
All right, I apologize. Then I said, sounds like another one of their 180-degree lies to me. And if they are, are stupid enough to... De- Notice how Dave likes the word stupid. If they are stupid enough to dare hurl anything at Trump, he has plenty of black magicians that can block all of their low-level magic and completely destroy them. Now, the last term is true, but I don't think anybody's going to be physically destroyed. But uh, <clears throat> then again... Uh, we talk about uh, spontaneous human combustion around here, and we don't think it's caused by electromagnetism like I used to. Mm-hmm. I think uh, some of it could be, but I think it's uh, some kind of frequency weapon. If they have something like that, they're going to use it at least occasionally. Why would you hold to the absurd view that they would create this high-level weaponry, oh, but never use it? They use yeah. everything on the book. Uh, you know, people say, well, they're experimenting on us. Well, <laughs> I don't think they experiment on us very much, but they do um, treat us like lab rats. I think they already have the answers. I think they use the slaves down below for that kind of stuff. And then they then they say, okay, this is what it does, and we're going to tweak a little bit. Now let's direct it at them, you know? Because uh, the populace really is the enemy. Yeah, Not, It's a different kind of enemy, though. They're not concerned about us overthrowing them, and by ourselves, we're, we're not a threat. See, it's like a slave class in Egypt. That's what we are. And the more people understand that, the more helpful that would be. Because people have unnaturally high expectations. I think about their status right now and the immediate future and what God's going to do. But see, um, the people were completely helpless in Egypt, right? Mm-hmm. How the heck are they going to get out of that mess? Okay, so God sends them to Moses. And uh, he sends them a deliverer. Moses can't do it. God has to do it, you see. That's what I've been saying for a number of years. We're not going to get out of this mess. We're in deeper bondage, by the way, than they are. It's a different type of... Uh, a lot of it is technological enslavement. Uh-huh. Now, um, I write down all these semi-profound things every day that come to my mind. Yesterday, just a random thought. I just remember what I came up with. I actually forgot it. I don't even know if I wrote it down. But I want to know, everyone to know, that we're all being transformed, Okay. And um, uh, pretty much everybody, it's not a good thing. There's good transformation, and there's bad transformation. And I want to say on here for the first time that I've experienced temporal transformation. I think I talked about it a little bit. It started on the winter solstice of um, two years ago. Uh You witnessed this, Chuck. Yeah, I have, actually, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I told you about it. Yeah, right, right. right. Uh-huh. Sure, I could there was physical, things. undeniable changes. And uh, this has to do with um, the life force. Yep, exactly. Being concentrated somehow. I wasn't doing anything. I was just notified. And this, I guess they were showing me that they can do this. And um, there was absolutely no question whatsoever. I also had a friend uh, that experienced this, and I was experiencing it at the same time, but it was more powerful at his end. And he was literally uh, growing muscle. Okay? And I could feel, he'd say, feel my muscles. <laughs> and he'd take uh-huh. his shirt off, I'd look in the mirror. And uh, it came to an end. There's um. There's been three of us that have experienced it so far. I've experienced it, I've experienced it twice. Uh-huh. 
And uh, do you want to comment about that, or do you want me to hit you up after the show or before the show or something? Do you have any comments? Do you feel no, free, I've uh, uh, right you know, listening to you about the life force and stuff and just thinking about it when, uh, um, and, you know, a little bit of sun gazing and taking care of myself and, uh, you know, even positive thoughts, you know, and uh, just experiencing a little, a little different type of prayer life, too. Um, I've been experiencing uh, good things happening to my body, put it that way, you know, and uh, um, from muscle, 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 muscle growth and just uh, feeling good, looking younger, looking better. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, I had to focus on it and uh, be made aware of it. And, uh, yeah, it's good. It's, uh, it's pretty cool, actually. Okay, I just want to point out, you know, there's three basic body types. Um, ectomorph, which is what I am, and I'm glad I am. Most intellectuals are. And um, endomorph is a person that tends to be overweight. Just naturally. I mean, they're born that way, you know. And a mesomorph is in between. And they, they find it, well, they're actually born with a conserved amount of muscle, and they find it easy to build muscle. But it's it's unusual for anyone but a classic mesomorph to have any. You're 60 years old, or you're 59? Yeah. Okay, this does not happen in our age. No, right. And, and you actually got a little bit lazy there, um, like typically happens in the winter. You're not doing anything to build muscle right now. You're just no. like maintenance. Well, you're seeing muscle growth without any obvious cause. Yeah. Except for something that went on in the background. We won't talk about that. We'll maybe talk about it later sometime Yeah. in the yeah. future. Yeah. Uh, I think we discovered something. We didn't even, we weren't even searching. <laughs> Where were we? Like right, you stumbled right, upon right. it. So um, yeah. people would say, why does, why would this happen to you for, for a short while? Well, first of all, if it continued to happen, you would start to look considerably younger. Uh, yeah. The transformation is not that big in the short term. When I fasted for 35 days one time, I should have just kept going, but uh, I got tired of watching football and drinking herbal tea. But Because uh, I, I had, wow, five days more, and I get to fast like Jesus, you know. But um, when you fast for a prolonged period like that, you, you actually create a cycle of regeneration. I think I've mentioned this before, uh, which eventually comes to an end. You, uh, the larger cycle of life and death becomes predominant, obviously, because we're in this Genesis 315 curse. Oh, the reason sure. I say is you're actually getting, you're regenerating yourself. You're actually getting biologically younger. And I've talked about the story about this guy that saw me at the, health food store. He didn't know I was fasting. He was a friend, but I didn't see him too much. And he was completely blown away. He go, wow, you look uh-huh. way younger, you know. And I just go, oh, yeah, I'm fasting. You know, I might have been like halfway through it or something like that. <laughs> but um, I think I've talked about before that the primary factor, well, actually the primary factor in anything is um, this electromagnetic light um, that I talked about in the, the uh, like everything is wrong and the embracing uh, light podcasts. Uh-huh. And it's amazing you don't have to appreciate that kind of information because you have these experts out there that come on like coast to coast, like uh, Dr. Joel Wallach. Yeah. Right? Sure. Uh, now, you actually, well, I'll let you say something here real quick, but um, I like a lot of what he says. Uh-huh. I think he's a little bit unbalanced about nutrition, though, because he tends to say, well, here's the nutritional cure for, for this mm-hmm. and that. And he doesn't say it like that, but that's basically what it is. And then um, he's kind of like, um, 
some of these other guys on the internet, I mean, they refer you to this product. Well, these right. products are pretty expensive. You know what I mean? And I, I think that they work pretty good. Pretty good. I don't have a problem with that. Okay. But the reason yeah. I bring him up, I've never heard him talk about electromagnetism or subtle energies at all. You see, a lot of this stuff is confined to the New Age movement. And people need to value this knowledge, you know, um, <clears throat> because you, you understand that in science, um, they don't talk about this. I don't mean that across the board. I mean, they're doing all kinds of stuff in universities and things like that. But when I say they don't talk about it, what I'm talking about is the curriculum. Is it in the curriculum? Are they teaching the students about subtle energies? No. They don't say a single thing. And they don't give you anything in science behind the molecular. Just stop and think about What are we talking about here? The structure of reality. So... That's pretty darn important, isn't it? Absolutely. Let's go back to science. I call science pseudoscience because most of it, most of the information, over 50% of it, it's false. If over 50% of it is false, this is not true. It's science. So you can call it pseudoscience or you can call it scientism. That's kind of a briefer term. And like I said somewhere before, I think somebody wrote, yeah, a book on scientism. You might want to look that up. You can see that on YouTube. But they're trying to get you to buy the book. But somebody has finally written, I don't, I've never really seen, oh, yeah, I have, the book Awesome Force. Um, we did a book report on that. We already did it. <clears throat> I did it with another guy. It's called The Awesome Life Force. I've got that book. Uh, but he critiques society. Okay. And, uh, and, you know, he's talking about um, subtle energies all the way through. And he was actually, uh, I believe he's a professor at Southern Cal- California University. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, um, the reason I bring this up is because um, this is unnatural to have any kind of um, muscle growth without any obvious external cause. Uh-huh. Do you see any obvious external cause? Um, I don't think doing a little bit of yoga would actually be no. more definition anyway. But uh, no, I've yeah, never experienced that through yoga. I've experienced a lot of other things, but not uh, any significant muscle growth. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. I think that yoga can assist muscle growth. I actually think, and I used to do this deliberately. I used to lift um, lift weights along with yoga. I had a really intense uh, routine for years because I was convinced it supplemented bodybuilding. Yeah. Weightlifting, whatever. Oh, yeah. But as far as any direct influence on your muscularity, uh, no, not that I ever saw well, you know, you limber, at least you, you limber and stretch out, if nothing else. You know, that's why I started doing yoga a little bit, a little bit of weights and yoga. And, uh, and, uh, the, the, and the real thing, is, a lot of it is I, uh, I actually reduce a lot of the, my, my, my eating habits changed. I don't eat as much as I used to eat. I just, uh, I used to, you know, I mean, there's one way, like, eat six times a day small meals. You know, that's one way they, they kind of they teach you to lose weight and stuff or to uh, stay, uh, stay healthy and, uh, I just quit eating a lot of the junk food and just a lot of the stuff that I used to eat and more of a water-type diet and, uh, you know, eggs and just the basics, you know. And, man, I just my body changed over, you know, six, nine months. It just changed a lot, you know. But like I say, it's kind of like you were talking about, Dave. This stuff isn't taught in academia at all. Um, the, the life forces or the energy forces out there, and I kind of focused on those, though, too. And, uh, 
like I say, through prayer. It, first of all, if you're not aware of them, how do you know how to utilize them or access them? And just uh, being aware of them and trying to access them or uh, relying on them, I think that was a big part of it, like sun gazing and uh, uh, pure water, um, energizing my water before I drink it, okay, little things like that. Uh, uh, you're talking about Dr. Joel Wallach. Uh, I do take one of his products and have for a while, but it's basically just minerals, earth minerals, okay, a lot of natural earth minerals I take. And uh, that's been taking the that's been taking the place of uh, a lot of food I've been eating, a lot of the junk food or uh, unnecessary food, if you want to put it that way. You know, eating when you're not hungry. How's that sound? I I eat when I'm hungry. That's about it now. You know. Right. And uh, doing yoga. I mean, if I eat before yoga, uh, uh, you don't feel too well. So uh, yeah. Just doing the yoga, I kind of naturally eat less because. You know, I, I plan on going to yoga this afternoon, so, I, you know, I don't eat three hours before that, you know, and uh, that, that's kind of part of it. Ideally, when you do yoga, the energy is supposed to flow through you unless there's any obstructions, and uh, that energy at that time is concentrated on di- uh, di- digesting the food. That's The body yeah. makes a decision. It doesn't care about yeah. your yoga. The most important thing for the body, every time this food is so bad, I don't care what you're eating. Uh, unless it's like, you know, organic watermelon or something like that. I mean, the body is just going, here we go again. And uh, it's it's kind of hard job. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Your, if, if, too bad your body couldn't complain every once in a while. You know, like a, a little drop box there, you know. It's like, yeah. man, this yeah. is I, I, Also, it's the type of yoga you do, too. I do a, uh, uh, it's called Brickham yoga. And it's like medicine. So it's basically, it's putting pressure on my internal organs, okay, uh-huh. which is, digestion and, uh, um, you know, releasing hormones and stuff like that. So the uh, the poses and things I'm in is actually putting a lot of pressure uh, um, on my internal organs, like I say, and releasing, making them work better, more blood flow to my internal internal organs and stuff. And that uh, I think that changed my metabolism too, big time actually. And I do hot yoga in a 102-degree room, so I uh, I probably sweat a quart, <laughs> a quart of water, if not a gallon of water out in that hour, you know, so... Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I'm detoxifying because of that. So it's getting the toxins out and letting the body act natural and, uh, and, uh, trying to absorb some of these natural energies and radiations out there like sun gazing and, uh, uh, my prayer life changed a little bit too. I'm kind of more praying, uh, praying and, uh, um, uh, kind of focusing on, uh, just, uh, uh, energy from above, I guess is the best way to explain it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most people eat for pleasure, and they don't eat intelligently. They're not really thinking. Um, right, right. They don't. That's the reason why they eat, or it's just time to eat. And it's a routine. But, I um, actually, I eat a lot of <clears throat> eggs and rice. Eggs and rice lately. Eggs and rice. Well, I want to say something about eggs because um, I've listened to some of this older audio when I was talking about health, and one thing I said was that. Um, I uh, said that eggs are good for you, but you want to have more of a balanced approach on that. But I've run into research uh, recently of, like, this one guy who I think he, I don't know, he ate a lot of eggs. It might have been 25, 35 a day. Wow. And he claimed that that was the secret uh, to his health regime. Huh. And I, I cannot speak against that. Uh, it looks like it's beneficial. <laughs> you could, I don't know. Remember much about this guy, but I do remember reading about this and uh, just going, uh-huh. wow. And I thought about it a little bit. And uh, I think that, um, see, eggs are different uh, because they have like the, 
Because they're an embryonic life form. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And also, you'll notice propaganda from the Illuminati. Um, they want you to eat your margarine, you know? Right. And, uh, but they don't want you to eat your eggs, and they don't want you to eat your butter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of my listeners don't know who Marcus Allen is. He's been involved with the fake office committee, but he held the extreme position, which I don't agree with. And if they say something is um, bad for you, it must be good. And if it's good, it must be bad. Apparently, he never ran into the exceptions. There's exceptions for the rule. I mean, but this is a it's a pretty um, regular trend, how often they do this. Um, maybe this person that questioned what I wrote there on uh, Facebook was didn't understand the principle of the 180-degree line. But uh, that's a form of propaganda to send you off in the, so far in the opposite direction mm-hmm. that you'll be, maximize your delusionality. No, I agree. Number one. Absolutely. And then secondly, if you ever got confronted with the truth, well, you're the farthest removed from that reality as possible. So why wouldn't they do this kind of thing, you know? But see, you can lay it out for people. They go, it doesn't make any sense to me. Why would they lie that big? Because you know, the big lines are the best. Well, we know about those things around here, don't we? Yeah. Well, you were kind of mentioning, too, there's something else going on. And they could use things like this, the, uh, a diversion technique to uh, – Something else is going on, and uh, maybe um, maybe they're testing a different energy pattern or something. And they they you know they make this thing up so people are thinking the uh, the witches are doing it. How's that sound? You know. And well, actually... I'm going I'm to talk. I'm going to talk about that. I don't know if I'll talk about it right now, but we could. Okay. All right. Kind of interesting. A diversion tactic, technique. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about something here. I don't want to forget this. I've just briefly mentioned this. I don't like statements about the future. And if I hear anything about the future, I don't like to talk about it on the show. Uh-huh. But I think, I think that this is something safe to talk about. First of all, I don't really think about this too much, but um, what I'm going to talk about here, but it makes perfect sense to me, and it's going to happen, so it's no big deal. And so let's go back to science, okay? Science is ignorant about subtle energies. And they're ignorant about cosmic energies. They have all these pseudoscientific names for all these things. And uh, almost, I don't know any of these really terms that are not bogus to me. They're just pretty much bogus all to me. You know what I mean? Uh, just to, to confuse you. You know, these terms that they use to, to describe everything, okay? Uh-huh, okay, sure. so they took away the, the subtle energies. But it's obvious that we have... Um, some form of radiation, and um, we have solar energy. Uh-huh. And so we believe that everything is cyclical. I'm a cosmic dualist. I believe that everything is cyclical, okay? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And we believe that the primary source of this, these subtle energies, they're not just equally everywhere present. Um, they come down from above as a source. Uh-huh. Not from below, not from the side, or not all uh, generation, or... Um, not all directions equal, but it comes down from above. And this is for, uh, the basis for the sun and the moon actually being receptacles um, of this energy. And then it right. broadcasts it and probably refine it because I think it, um, it needs to be refined for us. Right. Because Agreed. heaven is a superior realm. It's actually coming from heaven. In order to pass to earth, the energy has to be refined. Well, God can just refine it with a snap of his fingers, right? But 
God works, chooses to work through uh, mediated forms. He likes uh-huh. to get everybody involved. You ever notice that? Yeah. You yeah. now over the last six months, you really had your mind's really expanded. On, on, you've seen how that's all integrated now, haven't you? Ah, uh, sure, absolutely. It's re- the big the big picture. It keeps building and building. How these different entities on different hierarchical levels, they're different classes of beings. They yeah. actually come together to accomplish certain things. For instance, who the heck built up, um, after, you know, the world up after Noah's flood? Uh-huh. See, Protestant Christians, they just think, you know, God just did this ex nihilo type mentality, and the Roman Catholics go, well, I bet he used angels to, to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But actually, he used, um, there's all kinds of beings out there. There's, there's orders of beings that are in submission to angels. Yep. This is the way it's always been. Can you use mm-hmm. the Bible to prove this is not true? Okay, just we'll be open mind. This is the ancient view. You read the church fathers, and they're talking about these beings, just matter of factly, mm-hmm. um, because people always believed in them. And actually, I'm just going to say it right now. Um, nobody had a big problem with this until the industrial age. So this is very recent. And I've said, well, actually, most of this societal change is broken down to this. What I'm going to say right now. Um, I just said today. I think it was to Johnny. Um, see, most. Christians have a modernistic concept. They have a 20th century mindset. They have 20th century programming. But like I said before, the 19th century was really important because it laid the groundwork. So in those two centuries, primarily in the 20th century, we all radically changed. We don't have ancient views anymore. We don't even think that much about the ancient world. Um. People have a modernistic concept. I mean, this is why um, I'm assuming that the flat earthers are not able to look backward very well. Right? Mm -hmm. I agree. They're they're focused on science and uh, scientific methods, whether they're valid or not. And boy, did we ever have a lot of revelation this week. But it was one session. I, I just started to take a week off from this, Chuck. This information is really heavy, man, and uh, we were looking at some of these scientific methods to um, to determine the curvature of the Earth. And basically, right. I'll hopefully, well, we'll talk about it sometime, whether we're going to do it in one session or not, one big session or not, I don't know. But uh, yeah, um, and none of the methods are valid because they all have too many unknown variables. This is what happens when you're a human being. You assume, exactly. and I've talked about this over and over again, that you have the ability to determine the truth. How do you know that? Maybe things are complex and there's actually things that are vital that you don't know about. And if you didn't know that one thing, this is that one vital thing, and along with other things that are vital, then you would not be able to determine what is true. They don't think like this. This is why I've talked before about the the Western mind is very egocentric. It's programmed to be that way. He simply believes that he can discover the truth. That's a psyop against your mind. Um, they don't tell you that you're ignorant. Uh, we right. need to be told that we're ignorant over, it's like, we need to hear this like every day. You should have a little app on your phone, you know, uh, put a little music behind it. Yeah, you're ignorant and you're still ignorant. And uh, that's why you should be seeking, uh, you know, not just have expected to be laid in your lap in this system of deception. Unfortunately, you have to work for it, don't you? 
You oh, actually yeah. have to work. You see, they made it hard. God made it hard, too. You can discover a lot of truth, but you have to work really hard. Well, and I, you know, I don't know how many people are going to do it, so go ahead. The last couple hundred years or two or three hundred years, you have these so-called scientists or elevated thinkers, you know, educated thinkers, and uh, this all kind of developed uh, into like a quantum physics type thing where, you know, quantum mm-hmm. physics, they can basically prove anything they want to prove with quantum quantum physics. And they just keep on playing around with the uh, the numbers and the ideas. Oh, yeah, now we proved it. We proved it, you know, where there's so many very – and people, it's, it's a, like you say, they change the terminology, the names, and they put these – fancy formulas and stuff out there that every man, average man is never going to understand. And so all you're hearing is we proved this, we proved this. And there's so many fallacies in a lot of these things they're proving, where, as they say, with quantum physics, you can prove anything you want to prove. You just keep on playing mm-hmm. with the numbers, okay? And, uh, and then that's what they're broadcasting to people and teaching in the schools today, you know? And they don't have the knowledge. They forgot all the, uh, the variables. Uh, the God variable, uh, uh, elemental variables, just all kinds of stuff has been washed away. It's, uh, you know, and, and what does it do? They, they, they elevate themselves to think that they're very smart and uh, they got to figure it out. And uh, like you say, they're clueless. They're absolute idiots and clueless when it really comes down to it, you know? Well, that was what our interpretation was of uh, your angel's mindset. He was mm-hmm. emphasizing the ignorance of uh, humanity, mm-hmm. and I was all over that because I'm real big on that. Yeah. You know, we're just little men, and uh, as a human, you're simply limited, but the human doesn't want to admit that he's limited. Yeah, and they exactly. see, and we've been programmed to believe that we're bigger and more important than we are because that's an important element of uh, evolutionist propaganda. You, mm-hmm. We're all getting better and better, right? Technology yeah. is going to transform everyone, and science will deliver us all. So far, exact opposite is happening. Yeah. yeah. The only thing that's progressing, other than th- things that God is doing on a limited basis in the background, is, is technology, and technology is being used to accelerate human devolution. Just look at the, um, the industrial sludge. Our bodies uh-huh. are a vessel, and our bodies are filling up with this... Um, Poison. Well, and it's, it's what what I noticed too is uh, the uh, the learning I the teaching learning I've been getting is they they uh, my my angel will kind of laugh at me because it's almost like it's like an angel is like talking to a child when he's talking to me. It'd be like talking to a four year old, you know. And uh, you uh, they actually have to change their their language to be able so we can understand some of the things. It's uh, they're mm-hmm. like teaching with me. They're like teaching a three year old kid. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. back to the beginning, you know, and uh, um, very rudimentary, very simple terms, which I can understand. And then I can go to the next step. And then I can go to the next step. That's what I'm saying, you know. Now, he, kind of, isn't it true that he speaks to us as children, like yeah. the children? Absolutely. And uh, I don't hear him, but you hear him and you pass on what he says. But then isn't it true that he also said that you guys are actually unable to comprehend it? Yeah, most of the things were uh, the big stuff were actually our minds are, yeah, we're, it's, it's uncomprehensible. To he us. doesn't even try to explain it. Now, when we asked that question, that had to do with a question that I formulated about the sun 
in the book of Enoch going through a physical portal. Yeah. That never yeah. made any sense to me whatsoever because if it went behind a physical portal, then uh, you wouldn't have any sunlight. And that doesn't happen. There's always sunlight somewhere on Earth. So I thought maybe it was an etheric portal. Remember what he said? We won't go to detail right now, but uh, he said it, that's when he said it's beyond your comprehension. Yeah. He didn't, he said, say, he didn't say that it doesn't go through a portal. And well, I, I think he did not. I think he's. He said it doesn't go through a physical portal, just like I thought, right? He said that's not yeah. true, right? Yeah. yeah. But he well, said he what said. is actually going on, you, your minds can't even comprehend it. Yeah, yeah. And you know what he said? Remember what he said, Chuck? He said that it, this used to happen, yeah. but it, it's, it's different now. It doesn't even occur. Yes. Yeah. Now, who yeah. the heck would ever say something like that? It was almost that's an otherworldly answer. Just say no to the answer right now because that was way in the past and you guys wouldn't understand it if I told you about it. So just say no. He just dropped it. Just say no. It <laughs> didn't even try to explain, you know? Yeah, but we feel kind of dumb uh, interacting with him. Well, yes and no. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I, he accept, it's, they accept it. They, they, they know the state of my they, – uh, they, I think they actually kind of feel sorry for us sometimes. They know what we're going through. They they know the state of mind we're in. They know the program we're going the programming we're going through. Um, they uh, they uh, not all of them, but uh, they can have they can have great compassion and then really try to uh, help you, you know, and teach you. And if you really want to learn, they will they will teach you, you know, is what I see. Mm-hmm. But if you if you don't have the right mindset, the they are pretty brash too. If you don't have the right mindset and don't want to learn, they'll just say, "Okay, fine. You don't want to learn." They'll just, you know, let you let you you know stay in your own uh, your own demise or your own uh, stupidity. If you want to stay there, you can stay there too. So anyway, we'll talk about this later. But I'm going to test your memory here. Do you remember any uh, of these scientific experiments uh, that he said were valid? Uh, this, this would be like a famous experiment, like the Bedford. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, experiment? Is that what it's called, Bedford Experiment? Was that the, uh, the canal, the waterway? Is that yeah, right? in England? Yeah. 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 Uh, the first guy that did it was a well-known 19th century, uh, quote-unquote, flat earther. Mm-hmm. And then a, a globe earther came back later and supposedly proved it wrong. Okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, now, anyway, that's an example of one. I could talk about that for a while, but anyway. <laughs> Do you remember any of these experiments that he said were valid? Do you remember any of them? Um, yeah, I think there was one that came up and he said there were still some variables. Uh, um, every experiment will have variables in it, but there are some that are valid you can actually get some data from. And, uh, he actually showed me two or three things to disprove, uh, disprove, uh, disprove a lot of these experiments are doing, why they work sometimes and sometimes why they don't work. And kind of yes. showed me the, uh, some of the dynamics that can affect the experiments, like let's just take the water experiments, okay? Um, uh, I think we were asking a question about Lake Superior, correct? Yeah. Can you well, I formulated a question about Lake Superior because I asked about the uh, – we were asking about infrared, an uh, infrared uh, device shooting yeah. a, a straight line across the ocean and uh, would it be able to hit, uh, you know, the opposite coastline? Right. And what right. was the answer? No? Well, okay. He – the answer was yes and no. The answer was yes. Sometimes it will happen, and and no. Sometimes it won't. Okay. You okay. You don't you don't understand the variables that can happen. The uh, the uh, the energy patterns that can change. The weather patterns that can change. 
and you know, you guys don't know how water uh, uh, water can change. You know, they or they think water is flat all the time. Water is yeah. not not flat all the time. And he gave us he gave us a couple of exa- examples how it's not flat all the time and how it changes, which was you know very uh, as they say very very like third grade type uh, information which made a lot of sense when he said it. You know, I do remember one thing he said. And uh, a couple of things I can I can I'm bring out. He was talking about like uh, barometric pressure, okay. And so let's just take Lake Superior, big body body of water with no no uh, no forces on that. It could be flat, okay. Then he kind of showed me well, what if a high pressure area, uh, high barometric pressure, which is higher pressure, more force, goes and sits over the center of that body of water, and around the outside edge, there's low pressure you're actually going to get a convex uh, surface in that water. I think you, I think you mean con- – do you mean concave? Yeah, yeah, concave. I'm sorry. Okay. You're going to have yeah. more pressure in the middle, so it's going to be pushing the water down, and it's going to rise on the outside. So, therefore, you do not have a flat body of water now, simply mm-hmm. due to atm- atmospheric pressure right there. All right? Also, um, what they're not taking into consideration is vortexes. You can have very large vor- vortexes are virtually everywhere. I, I actually said on the show, every, all energy is spinning, so everything is some kind of vortex as part of a vortex. So um, yeah. you can have a very large vortex of invisible energy that's putting yeah. pres- pressure on a large body of water, and the pressure is uneven if it's, um, if it's primarily directed at the middle and less at the outer perimeter that when it puts pressure on a large body of water, it's going to create um, curvature. Mm-hmm. It'll be deeper in the middle. Mm-hmm. Why yep. is this so, so hard? That's when he was saying that you guys, they're not putting the, very, the, uh, the variations in their experiment. That's the problem they're having. They're not, whether they're not aware of the variations or they're just leaving them out on purpose, but they're just not thinking about it. They're focused on a uh, flat body of water, okay? Um, that was interesting. Um, I thought one of the coolest ones was was the uh, the glass of water, Dave, where you can take an eyedropper and you can actually get the water to like get up over the edge of the cup. All right. And uh, if you look at that, diagram that out. He showed me something else, and that was just very cool. You actually have a rounded surface on the top of that glass of water, right? Okay. And then he showed me something else. He says, "Okay, let's take now." Let's take that same glass of water, and right in the middle of it, let's put like a, a, a bobber, like a boat, okay? So what you're going to have is that glass of water now, if you take the eye drop, you can actually bring the water above the lip, and it's still rising and rising and rising. But if you put like a boat in the middle, I'd say a boat or anything, that boat is actually going to put the pressure down. So it's going to actually be lower in the middle, it's going to rise up, and it's going to curve back over to the lip. So you actually have like a concave, convex type situation on that surface of the water going across the cup. Okay, I thought we were going to save that for later, but that what you just said is massively important. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, your audio sounds a little funky there. Oh, does it? Is that better now? It's kind of like, um, hmm. No, it's kind of, hmm. Sounds kind of noisy in the background, but it's not background noise. Huh. White noise, white noise or something, I don't know. <clears throat> no, no, I haven't done anything different, so. It's possible it's not even you. It, and let me know how I sound, okay? Because um, 
I'm using different phones. And um, this is not yeah. the house phone, but when I use the house phone, it does sound uh, decent as long as I hold it, the mouthpiece real close to my mouth. Otherwise, the volume's too low. Yeah, you sound bad. You sound fine on this end anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, well, here's what I remember. Let me go back over that. Okay, I remember that he said that you cannot do use the infrared over um, the Atlantic Ocean. That's what I remember. Now and then, that's why I, form, I formulated the question about um, a large body of water like um, Lake Superior, one of the Great Lakes. Now he said in that instance, this is according to what I remember. I have this written down, by the way. Well, actually, we recorded it all. Recorded yeah. the session. Okay. Yeah. So we've got it all. We got every word. See, these are this is very valuable. And um, he said that you can do it um, over uh, Lake Superior. He made it sound like most of the time you can't because there's too many variables. Yep. Yeah. See, these guys are assuming that it's um, some kind of simple thing. It's just straight cut science and just a straight line across the ocean. It's flat. Look, if these guys can't get their act together and talk about these variables, um, they're just shouting in the wind and beating their breasts and praising themselves for what they discovered, and uh, they're not going to go anywhere. So you've got to use a little humility. If that's the way it was, you should actually be able to take a telescope from New York City and be able to see uh, Dublin, Ireland, or, you know, uh, or uh, England or whatever, you know. No, it's not going to happen. Well, what you just said there is massive. Um, There's a guy, um, he's kind of cocky. Johnny's got this... uh, YouTube uh, channel that uh, I, don't, I don't know what to say about it, it's, but it's called the Extreme Reality Puppet Show. And there's this guy in there saying, yo, puppet, and he's rebuking the puppet, you know. Uh, he doesn't uh, saying to me, uh-huh. but he's kind of speaking to Johnny. And, uh, you know, he's throwing out these little links, you know, that water always, um, any body of water it always um, reduces to, you know, flat surface stuff like that. That's not true. So anyway, as soon as I brought this up, this is what's incredible. We need to say this again. Your 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 angel didn't even hesitate. That's when he gave you that example. He, I'm assuming he didn't give you specific words. He, I think he poured it right into your mind. Is that what he yeah, did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know yeah, something? Yeah. When when you mentioned that, as soon as you started talking, I knew. I I, I had done something in my life at some point. You have to use a little dropper. You have to get the water up close to the brim. Uh-huh. And then just keep putting the drops in, and you'll notice that eventually uh, it doesn't go over the edge. And it creates a bulge. A bulge. And this, in, the, in this sense, it's convex. Yeah. It rises well, what happened to the theory of the flat earthers that always seek some, an even keel? Uh-huh. Now, we, now we have an exception, just like these Christians who want to interpret the Bible for us, but they don't know the Bible very well. But if yeah. you're going to appeal to science, and you're not even going to talk about a simple, basic um, experiment that actually a lot of us has already have knowledge of, but now you're suppressing it because it's, it conflicts with your flat Earth view, because yeah. he showed me we a, got third, a, a third grade experiment, you know, that it just proves that something we learned when we were ten or twelve. Well, it just, just proved everything. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Uh, what they would say, well, that's only true with very small bodies of water, and it doesn't have to do with water. Okay, prove it. And uh, See, the thing is, when you're talking about, um, I know I, this is not like, 
a term that came out of the blue, but when I heard him talk about these things, how these experiments don't work, I, I coined the term, or the term came to mind, unknown variables. That little unknown phrase variables. became incredibly important. So I wrote it down in my terminology list, and you'll, you'll hear us talking about unknown variables. And, and anytime these flat earthers want to come out some of these um, scientific experiments, we'll just say, um, first question is, are you certain um, about uh, that you have knowledge about all the unknown variables? And I hope he doesn't say anything positive. Uh, because um, I think only God knows that, but uh, I would be willing to say that it's not necessary to know all of them. Because the Illuminati still understands how these work, but they may not know under every, uh, uh, you know, unknown. But it doesn't, oh. you don't have to know every one of them. I'm okay? sure they don't. But, but yeah. how do you know that you don't need to know? See, sometimes you do. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you don't. So here's a good question. With this particular experiment, uh, do you have absolute knowledge that you either need to know or don't need to know all the unknown variables? Do you know that at this point? He doesn't. No man does. Not even Illuminati. Because you can't disprove that there's not worlds within worlds. I'm not talking about this holographic trash they roll out. They were rolling out there last night. Same old garbage. Filth. This Linda Milton Howe is one of the worst propagandists in the mm -hmm. 21st century. I'm just saying it right now. She really bugs me. And this is why George Norrie gets criticized so much. I, I'm, I like the guy. Really, He's a very kind, gentle, caring man. It's very difficult for me to speak against him. Okay? And uh, he keeps me company at night. Okay? But, uh... <laughs> Man, George, you know, I know he's real busy, but um, he doesn't ever challenge her. He just go. I mean, she. he thinks she's a researcher, see? And that's, she's one of the biggest problems. Everything she throws out there, it's all, everything is trash. I mean, there's not really anything that's valid. Yeah. It's all a bunch of hokum. Yeah. I have one of her big, expensive books. I could go off on her. Oh, Linda Moulton Howe. Nice lady on the surface of things. I think there's some dark stuff going in the background. I've said yeah. that before. I'm not going to repeat myself. I have very elaborate theories about all that. Anyway, um, I, I, I remember so, another thing about these uh, unknown variables, too. And uh, something that science does not address at all. Um, there's actually a lot of uh, celestial activity in some of these um, in the stars, in the sun, the moon, there's yes. uh, they have different cosmic energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's different angels in charge of these. They're like like back the hierarchy again now. These angels, they actually have different duties and different positions. Some of them are to uh, to you know to uh, to to protect the moon or protect the sun and to uh, make it function correctly. All right. Uh, Yes, you were told that the angels create the phases of the moon. It has nothing to do with celestial objects. They just create that effect. Now, is there anyone yeah. uh, living on dumb planet that can prove that wrong? Mm -hmm. You can't do it with science. You're try they don't even believe in these beings. But, um, see, science cannot, cannot I mean, disprove. Science cannot disprove the existence of the spiritual realm or any potential being that could be in that realm. They cannot, because they don't have, they don't have the tools. Look at all the tools. They don't even have any subtle tools. You've got to have subtle tools to dissect subtle things. They don't even have it. They don't give it to them. I mean, these, these, uh, these celestial beings are actually in charge of keeping everything in place and the movement and everything. Um, 
if you take mm-hmm. science, science as a general rule, uh, what they call science, the billions of years, well, okay, let's just say they say the moon has been up there for a billion years circling the earth, all right? Well, in science, boy, wouldn't the, the moon just start getting closer and closer to the earth and finally smash into it? Yeah, in thermal death, <laughs> with our scientific calculations we have, that could happen, all right? Uh, it doesn't happen because there are celestial beings in charge of these things to make sure everything stays in the, the same pattern, the same uh, um, rotation cycles or whatever. They, they keep, they're they in charge of keeping it all together. They have the, uh, the, 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 what we see and the uh, rotation we see and everything. Um, that's just, that's just happening. happening. There's powers, there are powers keeping it that way, okay? Uh-huh. And that's something they don't have any variables for that. There's that's that's not touched, touched by science uh, scientific uh, formulas or uh, uh, you know uh, the uh, theory or anything. Not touched at all. They don't understand it. So they make man-made proofs of that stuff. But um, yeah, that's the type well, of they don't, they don't understand have. anything. Uh, they don't understand the underlying fabric behind molecular structure. It was deliberately oh. hidden. So, see, that structure, the more subtle one, is more important than the molecular. That's, uh-huh. that's going to enable you to discover all these answers, and they don't have it. They took it away, the foundation. See, they took it away. i got to say on the show, you need to hear this more often, our foundations were taken away. Our foundations right. have been corrupted. Right. And I, I know this, and this is why if someone was to come in and dialogue with me and get a little bit aggressive... That's what I'll go after is their foundations, and I'll ask them some questions. And um, you know, they don't even—they haven't even thought about this. Let's say, you know, have you thought about uh, that um, a significant amount of uh, science could actually be elaborate propaganda? Mm-hmm. Is he going to lie? And how many people that believe science have thought? I've never met anybody that has believed this that believes in science. I mean, actually thought about it. They don't think about it. You no. Know? So when you say that, they're, they're, they realize, okay, um, he's talking about something I haven't thought about before. And uh, this is the way you, the most gentle way to explain to someone that, well, actually, um, you don't know very much, but you had all this schooling, so, you know, <laughs> you think well, you do. Well, well they've got to keep on changing their theories. They're not years, you know? so they Well, really- actually, um Science is just like the Watchtower Society, which we were scheduled to talk about here tonight. They tell you they have the truth now. The Watchtower and science. Now, what? Why is this a good comparison? Because they're both a cultic structure. Uh huh. Right. I, I say everything is cultic. Christianity itself is cultic. Okay. Everything is cultic. I don't know anything significant. You know, any kind of societal structure that isn't predominantly cultic. Can you think of anything? Uh, any big group. You know why? Who are the people in this big group? Programmed people. Enslaved minds. And now we're supposed to conclude, well, this is not a cultic group. What? Do these minds know how to think? No. No. They're on slave planet. On slave planet, your mind is enslaved. And then we'll get along to all the other problems, too. But first of all, your mind is enslaved. You were born into the propaganda system. And your parents, unless they were pretty enlightened people, 
They did nothing to you prepare for this onslaught of propaganda. So you were programmed. Every person that is programmed needs to be deprogrammed. And I've never seen God deprogram anybody quickly. I know he shocked some people, and people have been Mm -hmm. shocked. But I'm talking about you, you can't do it because it's too much of a shock to the system. Yeah, absolutely. Remember um, what you were being told today by your angel? No, it, no, it was a different angel. Yeah, there is another angel that talks to Chuck. And I'm trying to reach this angel, and I'm being blocked. I've made several attempts to reach uh, this angel, this other angel that, uh, that Chuck talks to. And uh, I think I may have heard two two things. Uh, well, the same thing twice. If I heard anything at all, he said, um, I can help you. Twice. It was, it was pretty faint, though. So, but um, you were told today that um, oh, geez, I just forgot it. Um, it kind of had to do with us being small, you know. It was a different type of uh, thing. Uh, oh yeah, we we're focusing on the little things, not the uh, the big picture. We're focusing. Man focuses on things like money. Um, um, we focus too much on physical things instead of the big picture things. And uh, we get stuck on the little things. And the little things are taken care of, focus on the big things. Kind of what he was well, that, it was in that conversation. It only lasted tw- about 20 minutes. I recorded it. Um, yeah. But that wasn't it. It was something, but it was in that 20 minute conversation. Anyway, I was just going to say that. I can't remember right now. Um, right. Let's try to steer this um, in some kind of a. More clear direction. <laughs> I feel like I'm not doing that in the oars right now. Okay, so because I want to talk about, I want to introduce a word that I, I want this word to become important in the future, and the word is influx. We've heard that word, okay? Uh, your angel has told us that there's going to be um, a new, uh, fresh, uh, in, important influx. That's what I'm calling it. Of this um, a subtle energy, and it will benefit, I think everyone, to some degree, but I think some people, possibly even most people in the short term will primarily, even if they're benefiting from some, at some degree, they will have a negative reaction, at least initially, because they haven't done any preparation in their body. See, it's like a rusty old antenna. Uh-huh. It has a problem pulling in the signal, or it's bent, or this or that. I mean, I've had, you know, um, I've had radios over the years. And uh, you have them around long enough, you know, they're just cheap radio. And uh, the antenna gets broken or twisted or bent or something, you know what I mean? It kind of still works, but it's never worked as uh-huh. good, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Okay. And uh, I've said before that our bodies are a receptor of cosmic energy. These are subtle energies. And not every uh, antenna is equal. We're also a, a battery. They don't want yeah. you to know that either. See, you're, you can store up this subtle energy... In fact, your yep. angel made a comment about that last night. He said something about taking advantage of this. Yes, yes, uh, yes, yes. Believe it or not, all this somehow relates to this uh, this fake news Trump article. I don't know if it's fake, but <laughs> maybe it's genuine. But uh, this all relates to this, by the way. We're going to go make a great big loop-de-loop. We'll see if um, my friend is going to be here Probably at the earliest, he'll be at nine here at nine. And that's like um, <clears throat> forty-five more minutes. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So anyway, there's going to be um, well, there is going to be a 
a new influx of energy. I've talked about how we're in a new age. I believe that happened in 2012. I know that sounds really new agey. We've talked about all that before. That's the new age psyop, by the way. When you hear that word, new age, that phrase, notice what happens in your mind. It's a negative thing. That's the psyop against your mind. You see, you reject. They want to cover up that we're in a new age. So you just don't hear any intelligent discussion at all about it. I mean, in Christianity, give me a break. You know who I've heard? Nobody. Um, they've got people out there that are kind of Christian New Agers, you know, or New Agey Christians. You can't really tell, you know what I mean? Um, I'm not really talking about those people. I mean, you can't even tell if they're Christian, you know what I mean? You'd have to ask them, you know, do you believe in the resurrection? Well, if I don't know, I don't know if you're a Christian. So um, you're going to find just about anything somewhere on the Internet, you know. And it's difficult to categorize some of these people. But anyway, um, this has happened all through history. Well, your angel is just saying that there's something, it, it, it seemed like it was imminent, like on the horizon, you know, near. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I don't think he would have told us about it, right? Mm-hmm. And it's possible it could happen, be happening right now. This is an early uh, stage of it. It's, you know, it's building to a crescendo. And uh, because something happened last night that I've never experienced. <laughs> I mean, last night was a peak for me. Really? Okay. Okay. So anyway, um, yeah, everything is cyclical, and this energy is very cyclical. Just like water, yes. uh, this subtle energy has, what's interesting about it, um, actually in alchemy, it has to do with the properties of both water and fire, but outside of alchemy. Now, in, in alchemy, you're commonly talking about a combination that produces this transmutation of substances. You have to combine the male and the female, the king and the queen, all that good stuff, Okay. Uh, but outside of that, um, this subtle energy has to do with both fire and water. Um, I could make a case that it, I mean, Tesla primarily compared it to water. It has a passive nature to it, you know. Uh-huh. But it also does have to do with fire. Um, perhaps not equally, if I was to say one or the other, I'd probably go with water. Okay. Um, so this subtle energy is a lot like water, and it, um, it fluctuates. Okay? Um, and there's going to be a new influx. This is the way things work. Once you understand how how things work, you know what I mean? And so um, I may have experienced some of that last night. But anyway, there was something that happened last night. And I, after I typed what I did on Facebook, right after that, I go, I don't really feel like typing anymore. You know, this, uh, but as soon as I stopped... I uh, realized that probably the most important thing was that they were... Because uh, you heard me talk about it. I, did, I didn't type it, but I talked about it. That they were speaking in code, and there was something important about that night. I mentioned uh-huh. that, okay? And that's the whole purpose of the story. You either get that or you don't. It has nothing to do with Trump. has nothing to do with witches. They're speaking in code. They don't want you to know about this night. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. This is the, this is the way they do things. I mean, there was a reason why they released this important uh, social engineering film, which has had a um, remarkable impact on the female mind. Here we go. And what is that film? Well, the original film was called Fifty, 50 Shades of Grey. Uh-huh. And I think it was two Saturdays ago they, they released the, uh, the second uh, film. 
Fifty Shades Darker. Well, when they did that, it was on a Friday. Uh, in the ancient world, Friday was the day. That was party day. Nothing strange. But that's when they had these orgies, sexual orgies. And uh, this is part of their worship. But I've talked about Friday before. And uh, it has to do with the Norse god. Um, Norse goddess, and I think it has to do with the goddess of a thousand names and her consort. I'm not going all that mythology right now, but um, <clears throat> let me take a sip of water here. My throat is, oh man. Mm-hmm. We, may have to, we may have to talk about chemtrail cough around here. Mm-hmm. I've been researching that. What was I just talking about? Actually, Chuck, um, when I lose my train of thought like that, the um, the reference to the water is just a little technique that I use to buy time. And if I don't remember it, then I'll ask you and use the um, – while I was taking the uh, drink water there as just an excuse to, to misdirect <laughs> from the fact that I actually lost my train of thought. Okay. <laughs> I decided to do that because it was the second time that I lost my train of thought. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you think I fooled everybody? Oh, yeah. Fooled me, so – Good. Okay. Yeah. I got away with that one. No, uh, remember I was, what I'm talking about? That, you know, I mean, I can, I can keep going, but I mean. So I was actually thinking about, like, uh, we've noticed this over the last couple of months. Uh, uh, when these energy patterns hit, uh, I have a hard time sleeping. Okay. And I, yeah. Like, last night, I slept, you know, three, four hours, 3 a.m. I was wide awake. You could not go back to sleep. And I'm a good sleeper. I really am. I, I never have problems sleeping. So what? Are, there were, and uh, I think uh, by detoxifying my body and everything, I'm, I'm getting more in tune with these these uh, energy patterns out there. And uh, earlier in the night, my uh, angels told me that there was going to be a lot of energy patterns going on uh, last night. And he says he, he said that I take advantage of them if I was aware of them. Mm-hmm. He goes, some people, they can be detrimental. If you're aware of them, you can actually change that and make a positive. If there's going to be more energy in the ethers or in the air around us, then you can actually uh, absorb those and use those for good, for your body, for uh, for your mind, for communication, for thought clarity, everything. All right? And, yeah, uh, they're, um, they're readily available. Yeah. Um, yeah. Here's the thing. Your body's a vessel. It can store energy. Mm-hmm. One more thing. Um these subtle energies is, is is responsive to your mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can move it and you can attract it. And this is the reason why Christians don't know this. This is the reason why they are actually opposed to this because they've been psyoped. Because it, yeah. this empowers mankind. See, the reason they took it away was to strip you of everything. Absolutely. So when you begin to learn these things and, and appropriate appropriate them, you're empowering yourself. Well, they don't. They're not here to empower you. No, they're are they here to empower right. Christians? Um, what did I say about the 180 degree line? Send you off the other direction. This is witchcraft. This is the cult. This is New Age. Right. Right. And right. Uh, they've been doing this for a long time. They started doing this really big in the. Um, they got going during Constantine's time, but they really got going during the Inquisition. Exactly. Well, they they were taking just uh, traditional healing methods and calling them witchcraft. Uh huh. And if you practice them, you're a witch, and we're coming to kill you. And they were trying to shut down everything, man. Yeah. You know, they had a long range plan. Don't fool yourself. They knew that science was coming. I'm talking about a technocracy 
that um, the 19th century was a preparation century where men's minds would be ruled by science, the opinion and doctrine and dogma of science. And this is what people believe. This is their religion. Because, see, science replaced the old religions, right? Right. Look at the schools. You see, when you get an education, people normally just get one education, whatever it is. Maybe they uh, drop out in eighth grade. Okay, that's your education. Maybe you go on Ivy League school. That's your education. Uh, Whatever your education is, they don't tell you about these things. So they're not teaching you about them. You've got to go a little bit farther and go, there's a reason why they're not teaching you, because these things are valuable. Now, you can see right away that people don't – see, they're in a cult, and when you're in a cult, you don't think about these things. When you're in a cult – you don't think about the things that the cult leaders don't want you to think about. Now, we know that's true in cults, right? Yeah. The problem is well, we have to be humble enough to realize we're actually born into a technological um, cult. Well, they, and we, they believe, we believe the pronunciations of, you know, the authority, uh, newspeak, all this garbage, exactly. the experts, just, and um, it's mostly propaganda. How many people figure this out? I was going to say they place a lot of agents in these high places to uh, expound or tell them to us, and uh, we take it for uh, we take it for fact, you know. Okay, so I think we'll talk about this again. But I asked a simple question, and this is what I believe. Okay, is it true that over fifty percent of the um, now this is pretty um, subjective here? So your angel has to determine how all this works. I said something like, um, you know, the influential quote unquote leaders. He has to determine who these people are uh, in the Flat Earth Movement. Is it true that over 50% of them are Asians? No. Oh, yeah. Okay. So a little bit later, I came back. I wasn't sure about this one, but I said, is it true that over 70% of them are? It's just a yes or no question. So you're hearing, you know, a lot of times you get commentary, don't you? You don't just hear a yes and a no. Right, right. right. You'll have a little comment. And then a lot of times, I told Chuck just this week, didn't I? When I ask these questions, the most important uh, answer to me is the yes or the no. And mm-hmm. Chuck kind of got into a, a little, um, well, for a while there, he wasn't telling me the yes or no. He was focusing more on the comments. And I said, actually, yes or no is more important to me than actually the comments, you know. So I let him know that, you know. You were interpreting a little bit too much. Uh-huh. I talked about that. But um, I want to say something about transformation. Uh, this has to do with prophecy. When people go on the Exodus, everyone's going to be transformed. There's different types of transformation. And when I've come on the show before, I've talked about, about transformation. I've talked about transformation of a few people. Well, they will actually look like an angel, and a lot of people will be scared of them. Okay, and they'll believe that they're alien beings. But actually, um, we've been told that everyone on the, on the um, on the exodus is, is, is transformed. The reason, here's the reason why. Our bodies are so messed up right now, we're actually going to be, I think there's going to be an etheric cloud. This is like a new environment. It's, um, it's localized, Chuck, and it's there just for us. It's like a cloud all around us, and we live in it. We move in it, you see? Okay. And we're so screwed up. If we ever got in that, you better believe they'd have a massive amount of like negative ions. Negative ions are the good ones. I mean, you know they're going to have them there. Uh-huh. And really, you know what you know what it is? All it is is just the life force, um, a considerable influx of it all around us. We're, we have this localized environment. It moves with us. We move with it. 
Wow. And it's going to okay. change people. People will get gradually more beautiful. Now, I don't know how gradual this is because they said this is going to go on for a number of years because the exodus goes on for a number of years. There was also discussion at some point about going into a, another realm, and when you go into that realm, uh, people will it will affect people. You know what I mean? They'll change. The reason I say that is because um, what's the source for all this? See, Christians don't understand. They say, well, God. They don't understand that God works through these different beings who distribute this energy and, uh, and the angels, okay? But um, it's just a concentrated form of it. That's the answer for everything, including being successful at alchemy. With alchemy, you're trying to um, concentrate the energy um, on a qualitative level to bring about an end result, whatever the heck that is, you know, where you're trying to create some kind of elixir or something like that. That's what mm-hmm. you're doing. And you're just concentrating the uh, energies and then making it available to the body. Um, some of this stuff could kill you if you don't know what you're doing. Right. Uh, yeah. it, it might shock you because your body can't handle it. Because, look it, I've talked about before how, you know, on YouTube they call it kundalini. And they call that, it, you know, in India a lot and stuff like that. <clears throat> and uh, that's just a term for the life force, like prana or chi, like in China. And Christians all freak out about the kundalini, the demonic energy from the serpent. I've talked about that before. It, it's just symbolic. The snake is just the serpent. It's just symbolic of the energy. What are they doing, Chuck? They're describing a vortex. Do you realize how simple-minded the Christian fundamentalist brain is? What does he know about electromagnetism? Nothing. They don't believe in it. And sometimes they'll talk about this demonic energy. Or they'll say the kundalini energy, but they believe it's uh, demonic energy. You know what I mean? But yeah, there's a, a vortex there um, of the energy. <laughs> Actually, what they're saying yeah. is true. and It can move up your spine. And um, people have experienced this um, century after century. It's not that big of a deal. Um, the reason everything is negative is because that's the way it was signed, but only really for the Christian mind. They don't even um, really dish that propaganda out to other people. I think with other people, if you want to start looking in the direction away from science and just crass materiality, they're going to psyop you with, here's the psyop, you're spiritual. You're, you're spiritual, you know what I mean? And you think that you're spiritual because you acknowledge this energy and things like that, you know? Um, in other words, there's a, big, a bigger psyop to make you believe that you're spiritual, that, like if you're a non-Christian. And they don't, they don't mind admitting that these subtle energies are, exist. What they want you to, to believe is this is spiritual energy. You know, for instance, in the New Age movement, they have these, they're called light workers. Light, they're always talking about light. Are you a light worker? I'm a light worker. How do you do? So glad to meet you. Uh, perhaps in a previous age, we were twin flames or something, you know. But um, they don't understand that um, electromagnetism, there's no direct correlation with that in spirituality. You see that? So they will allow them to understand these things. Uh, that'll just send you straight to hell. You see that? You don't have a relationship with God. You don't have um, you don't have Christ, and uh, you don't acknowledge His resurrection. 
it. Right. And you're not, you're not going to make it according to the greatest spiritual writing we've ever had. The Bible. I mean, that's the best as it gets, you know. Uh huh. Right. Right. That's why you got to attack attack the Bible all the time because it's the top of the heap. Can we just admit it's the top of the heap? So then these people will say, "Well, I believe that God loves everyone. Well, if He loved everyone, He He never gave us any kind of um, concrete knowledge about how we should live. If He never did that, I got news for you: God doesn't love you because He didn't love you enough to declare at least some point in history. Here's how I want you to live." I care enough about you to warn you about things not to do so you can learn how to be wise. So God never um, gave any uh, revelation to man to learn how to be wise? This is completely absurd. Apparently, this is what they believe. At least they act like they do. It doesn't even make any sense. So um, this energy is the same thing. Um, It can transform on a lower level now. See, people who say, well, I think Chuck and Dave believe that they're going to be transformed and be in this little group. It's not like that. You're thinking either or. This energy can uh, help anybody. And uh, the level that you can appropriate it has to do with your present state. So you needed to prepare yourself previously so you could benefit from it if, it, if it's manifesting now, you had to previously prepare yourself, right, Chuck? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a and if you, if you didn't do it, then your the benefits are they're going to be definitely lesser. Okay, you got to main main thing is um, clean your body out of toxins because these toxins, I said before, they're deliberately designed to shut this down. And then you need to um, do something to remove uh, the major. Um, blockages in your body that keep this energy from flowing because that's what healing is. It's really simple. Apart from the word balance, you know, it almost not. This is going to sound too simple. It's just removing energy blockages. Yeah. <laughs> if the life yeah. force can flow, there is no disease. Well, I think too a big thing, Dave, is you. You have to be aware of it in the first place. If you're not aware of it, you're not going to be. Yes working on it, you know, and uh, you know, the new revelation to me just be the awareness of it was, uh, and, you know, it takes time, just so they say, even though you're aware of it, it still takes time to understand it, I guess. You, I'm just a babe in the woods. I'm just learning, you know, but uh, uh, I, I thought I, at least I'm aware of it now and uh, um, praying about it and learning, and learning more daily about it, you know. Mm-hmm. Starting and starting to utilize it more and more. The more the more I learn about it, the more I can utilize it. How that okay, so we do under. Does everyone understand that this energy is more important than matter? And it, all physical structures and physical forms you see in your entire life, this invisible energy is qualitatively more important than anything you see. Now let's go back to um, the medical system and uh, and scientists. Okay. What, what do they know about this? Isn't it true they went through their institutional schooling? Isn't it true that this information was concealed from them? Think about that. Well, of course. They don't think about it. If you were to mention it, you think a doctor would listen to you? No. He's got an institutionalized mind. He's the appointed authority 
He's unable to listen. That's why it's so remarkable when you have an occasional doctor. This is happening all the time, by the way. Because, see, there's a lot of doctors out there that know more than you think they know. All right? I'm not dumb, but they're not talking. Yeah, exactly. So we don't – they're not helping people. They try to do some things. They're concerned about their career, and they ought to be because um, this nation is absolute lockdown on trying to heal people or help people at any significant level. You've got to head down south to Mexico, man, where it's legal. Because it's uh-huh. illegal. It's illegal to cure anybody in America. What I mean by that is do it through the system. I'd have to explain what, what you know what healing is, and I've done it before, because people would be confused, okay? Um, one way to explain that is the only time that you're ever healed is your body heals itself. They, they don't know that. The, the, the doctors don't know that. That's a huge secret that they keep hidden. Yeah. So I, the only thing I, you're, I, you're ever going to do is enable the body to heal itself, and the only other exception is the supernatural healing from God. Other than that, you're, just, you're helping the body to heal, and what the doctors do primarily, right down the line, they get in the way, and they obstruct the body from healing. And, and they, this is all by design, right? From the medical journals, everything they're doing is wrong. If you had any intelligence, here's the thing. Just sit back there and just, you know, hours each day and watch a doctor and see what he does or doesn't do. And almost everything he's doing, first of all, it's wrong. If you're intelligent, you can see this. You can also see that he's harming the patients. He doesn't know this. The patient doesn't know, but you know it. You look at it and you go, what in the heck? You know what I mean? And this is the way things are done. This is a satanic society where people are harmed and abused every day. And people walk around like zombies and see nothing. I'm sorry. I Go ahead. you want to say something there? No, I was going to say, in today's world, I, uh, I actually prefer a good chiropractor than a doctor. Or, you know... The people are so far gone that the abuse is right out in the open. And I think we've even got the stream, uh, extreme now that people are politely clapping. Just like I said before, when they took the Apocrypha away from Protestant Christians, remember the Apocrypha was in the Bible of the Apostles, the Septuagint. It was in the first edition of the, of the King James Bible. Then they took it away. And what do we do? Oh, I'm glad for that. You know what I mean? Thank you. <laughs> See, we love our abuse. It shows you the value of knowledge. You can't even interpret what's going on around you. And they actually design things. Things are designed in such a way that if you're not going to get sufficiently motivated to investigate or ask a basic question, then you're not going to see what's going on all around you. Look at doctors. Look at scientists. What do they know? Let me tell you something, man. I don't know how many times I've thought about, I mean, there's so many things you could do. I guess you could just record some of the completely ludicrous things that these quote-unquote scientists say that come on coast-to-coast. Coast they are so completely... This is what Linda Moulton Howe does, too. She, she starts off with these false foundations. You know, first it's like, there's planets. And people would find that laughable. Yeah, because it's a 180-degree line, basically. They told you the opposite. There's no such thing as planets. and can't prove it anyway, so... And, you know, and do people care that they can't prove it? See, they do really do trust science. And they go, yeah, we can. We can prove it because science tells us these things. And science says, you know, see, science says. 
That is the cult. So what this is, it's a pseudoscientific cult that governs everything, just like, you know, things like abortions, which traditionally has been an ethical issue, you know. We got to the point now, we don't even, we've moved beyond abortions, you see, in this society. You know, people used to kind of, you know, worry about it, debate it. We just, you know, um, your daughter's 13, you put her on the pill, and all the other girls in the neighborhood are on the pill, too. And uh, I, I, they don't talk about this in a local church, so you got to really wonder how many of these, um, you know, 16-year-old uh, Christian girls are on the pill. Their mother put them on the pill. It's kind of like, well, you know, the economy is bad. They trust in science. Chemicals are good. And uh, it's not worth the risk. I mean, the pill is, 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 is not a bad thing. What's a bad thing is a child uh, making a mistake away from the parent. And um, you have this child that is not wanted, and it just causes all this disruption in the education, and everything, everything goes wrong. You know what I mean? So um, how do we take care of that? Well, we, we give our Christian daughters a pill, and we don't say a single word about it in church. Hold it here. Do you think uh, pastors across America are speaking about uh, underage uh, uh, teenagers? I'm talking about under 18. Uh, the Christian mothers are putting them on the pill. Do they, do they speak against that? I don't think they talk about it at all. They talk about that as much about as much as they talk about gluttony. Because mm-hmm. uh, if you talk about that, they'll throw you out because um, 65% of the audience is obese and probably you as well. But yes, the Bible speaks about gluttony and it's a sin. And uh, remember when I talked about how, you know, people have a, a 20th century mindset. And the Illuminati have an ancient mindset. The higher up they are in Illuminati, the more of an ancient perspective they have. Christians, you know, the local churchgoers and most everybody else, they have a 20th century mindset. That's what changed everything. You know what I mean? So, like, as long as it became normal in the 20th century, we're just comfortable with that. They don't know the origins of things or how they happened or, well, they don't know very much at all, do they? Because most information is not trustworthy. So anyway, uh, let's go back to last night. Okay. What I haven't mentioned yet, I've talked about on here how we interact with these beings in the spiritual realm. Uh, I want to say for the first time, I haven't talked to you about this, but I think you'll feel comfortable about it, but, but we are actually in contact with a order of beings in another realm, you know, I mean, they're not angels. They're not fairies. They're not nature spirits. They're not um, elementals. I'm not going to say what they are. If I did, you go, oh. <laughs> and you might say, aren't those kind of like the fairies, Dave? And we actually kind of thought they were fairies, but they're not fairies. When people hear the word fairy, they just kind of laugh, just like flat earth. You know what I mean? But they're not fairies. We were told they're not fairies, right? Mm-hmm. But it's a term uh, that is well known throughout history, and uh, we're both in contact with them. And um, anyway, they're a lesser order of beings, and um, my understanding of them. Well, you were just told this today that they um, they're not subject to. Um, you know, like the fall and things like that. They don't have to be saved. Right. I, I've actually always, I always believe this. Um, they're not so under the curse. Right? 
These are not fairies, okay, but I've been reading about fairies since I've been a little kid. I've always been fascinated by them. And I actually, these books were typically not from Christians. So I had to develop my own views over the years, and I developed the view just basing on observance and these stories, which around the world, by the way, the universal. A lot of Christians don't know that. And not only universal today, actually outside of Western culture, but historically. There's never been a time. In fact, the only time that we ignore them is, guess what? The Industrial Age. That's when they started pushing uh, secular humanism. You know what they did in the Industrial Age? Just imagine there's this door. And they start closing the door, gradually closing the door. And the door is not shut yet, but it's almost shut. People are so far removed from reality because of science. Doesn't that sound strange, what I just said? That should break somebody's program. Not break it down, but trigger it. Yeah. Yeah, You see, because we're putting our hope in science, and I'm going directly at science and calling it mostly propaganda. The problem is science. Now, there's valid science. That's the problem. Where's the valid science? These guys are going to be fighting over these um, flat earth experiments until some kind of a cosmic figure comes along and calls them a bunch of um, confused people and they receive his opinion. Mm-hmm. It's, it's never going to quit, you know. Yeah. We're stuck. We have to become infused with light and um, I'm talking about intellectual light and become enlightened. And the primary thing we need right now is education. You see how important education is, Chuck? Mm-hmm. Now, I want to say one thing I haven't said before. You can document this on the show, and what this has to do with, you ready? The transformation of Chuck. Ha-ha! <laughs> We're oh. talking about your mind. How do you do that? You go back to the very first time that I uh, ran into Chuck. I think it might have been in Room 2 audio. I'm not sure. I, maybe we put that in Room 1. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. And then um, start listening after that. And if you just listen to that audio... Sometimes I would put Teflon, I could say with Teflon, like at least a few times. Um, I did kind of uh-huh. early. You see the development. Now, how long has this been going on? Uh, has it been two years yet, or is it more yeah, than a year and a half? Two years, or about, just about two years. Yes, yeah. Well, look at what happened to Connie. Uh, you would not be that impressed with Connie when I first met her, and uh, I was a little bit intrigued uh, when I first really got talking to her, like in March of 2010. Okay. There's a podcast that's popular right now on iTunes. It, it needs to be retitled. Uh, I listened to it one night, and I was like going, whoa. When I was doing I was listening to Connie. And she was schooling this guy. You know what I mean? I mean, just schooling him. And I gave it some kind of weird title, like an ancient lady uh, it, uh, initiates Jovan or something like that. But I came up with a way better title, but I need to promote that. Here's the thing. How in the heck did she learn all that? You have to know what Connie knew two years previously, or two and a half. She didn't know that much, and she was very confused. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if you just talk about the most important things, the most important things are ideas and concepts. Notice how we don't hear about that, because they want us to focus on all the data that keeps coming out of us day after day, the stream, never-ending stream of data. We need to break that up into categories that are, you know, more important uh, than just the data. And um, 
that's what we're talking about because that's what has to do with a bigger picture. And uh, I would have to say, I, I know who these women are, but actually way back in 2012, this was five years ago, I don't think there was anybody out there uh, that was talking about ideas and concepts the way Connie was. And I've actually talked about individual women and compared her with the others. I won't go into that right now. We've already talked about that before. How did that happen? Mm -hmm. So that shows you the value of knowledge. Don't expect to get this overnight. Remember what we said? You have to. Both God and Illuminati have made it hard. It's it's hidden, and so it's like a treasure hunt, right? Here's the thing. Turn it into a positive thing. At first, it's depressing because you go, oh, I've got to do all this work. It's going to take years. Okay? But think about one thing. All the significant things are hidden. And so it's a treasure hunt. Look at the huge opportunity you've got before you. And uh, you're gonna, it's going to be a win-win thing. You could keep applying yourself. A lot of people that can only go so far, they'll become satisfied with what they know. They'll begin to um, pat themselves on the back and don't think that they don't secretly ad- admire themselves, okay? And you're not, they're not going to tell you that, are they? Then they want to go have, I want to create a, my blog and my YouTube channel. And they want to educate you. No, 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 no. You need a mentor to advise you to study for five more years. And uh, it doesn't really have to do with that. It's just that you're not, you're not. See, we don't understand that um, from an ancient view, those YouTube uh, channels would be perceived as teachers. Can we please think of them as teachers? Ask yourself this question. Are they trying to teach people? Yes. Well, the ancient mind would have a very dim view of all this. See how we have a 20th century mind, Chuck? Mm-hmm. Because we look down our noses at them. We don't respect them because they didn't have all this technology. And they didn't uh, hear all these things that we're hearing. I'm saying most of the information is not worth a heck of a lot of anything. Even if the information is correct, guess what? It's just trivia. And the, the, the daily doses of trivia are there to just eat up your time. A lot of um, your day has to do with manufactured, are you ready? Time-wasting. And I look around at um, younger people that are actually more programmed. And why are they more programmed? What did I say? Everyone's deprogrammed, unless their parents did a really good job. (laughs) This doesn't have too often. So we're all deprogrammed, okay? Well, it takes time to deprogram. So if you're younger, can you please allow yourself to um, ponder the remarkable possibility that um, I have a lot of programming and maybe I should wait before I become a teacher because that's what you are is your teacher. You can call it whatever you want. You're teaching, but you're not ready to teach, okay? Because if you get out there too early, you're going to dig your heels in because you start arguing with people. There's so much confusion. You always have to argue with everybody. Then what you're doing is you're defending your position. If you, if you get wrapped up in this, if you get so wrapped up in that instead of trying to discover the truth, see, the priority is discover the truth, not to argue with people and defend your truth. No, keep seeking the truth. See, you only got so much energy each day. If you start spending all your energy doing that, you're not going to critique your own belief system. Now, I see this everywhere. People get satisfied with mediocrity, and then they want to define reality for you. Well, they, you don't actually know that much, and um, 
I have to say pretty much right on down the line, the foundations um, are faulty. That's what you look at, the foundations. Are you still there, Chuck? Yeah, yeah. I was just uh, I was thinking the biggest thing is just, it's, you know, you got to take a lifetime of programming and uh, and work backwards, and that, that takes that definitely takes a while, you know, to... Uh, yeah, it takes time. It takes a lot of time. So if you understand, if you're in your 20s, Let's just forget the 30s, okay? What did I just say? How are you going to overcome that? It takes time. And when you're young, you don't want to acknowledge um, the necessity of time. Time is always an important element of um, enlightenment. You know what I mean? You're not born intelligent. Mm-hmm. You have not to become intelligent. Jesus had to learn. It says that he, uh, he grew. Knowledge, wisdom, uh-huh. stature. What does that say about everybody else that isn't the Son of God? It's absolutely amazing. People don't think like this. And I've talked about before. How um, now? This is very obvious. When on television, or even in well, anywhere in the in the system, where in the system, let's say on television, um, let's say in the educational curriculum, do they talk about? Um, the potentially important concept that your entire life, as long as you're physically capable, is one of edu- education. Who, who educates you, by the way, Chuck? You do. Mm-hmm. And I don't demean the value of teachers. When you get into um, intellectual disciplines, just like any other form of schooling, like a vocational school, you want to learn... Uh, <clears throat> something simple, and um, you don't know that. That's why you're there. So the teacher is authority, okay? And in those kind of situations, like, um, you know, working on small engines, um, that's a different thing than what we're talking about. We're not talking about that kind of – we're talking more about philosophical truths and realities, right, Chuck? Right, exactly. Not how to work on a, on a small engine. So, uh, you know, that's I mean, a different you, situation. Like back but, to what you were saying, when you're young – Things like this don't really mean much to you. You don't, you don't, you don't think outside the box, you know. Um, and uh, with me, well, I have to I do mean, with the Western ego. Go ahead, it's the Western yeah, ego. With They're me, always uh, feeding your ego. Yeah, I almost had to have like I have a fire lit underneath me to start th- uh, uh, striving for the knowledge. Uh, he did it to me, I think. You know, he he made me thirsty for uh, to learn more about him and the uh, the philosophical uh, things and. Um, you know, away from this education system, I just wanted to learn more about him and the way things worked and the way things, uh, uh, the real way, the real, the, the stuff hidden from us, what's really going on, how the system works, who's in charge of it, and uh, it all goes back to he's in charge of it, and he starts turning you on to that. But he's really got to light a fire underneath you, I think, for you to start a quest like that. I, I don't think that naturally happens, especially to a young guy, you know, mm-hmm. a young person, I should say. The, the Western ego is programmed to believe that it can um, that it can know, and that it's already acquired sufficient knowledge. See, the reason they want you to believe that is so you won't search any farther. See that? So they feed your ego right. and say you 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 have sufficient knowledge. Now, what's incredible about this? You know, you know what you know when they tell you this. Huh. Well, it depends. Either where you got your high school education or you got your you know college education. Oh, or yeah. whatever, whatever, your edu- whatever the education is, obviously they're going to admit that some people are more educated than others. They have, we have experts for other people, okay? 
Yeah. But um, that education is sufficient. And Now, here's the point. Do they emphasize in this cult, because that's what it is, the necessity of continuing to educate yourself? No. Now, if, the, if, if you're talking, see, the whole thing is limited by the money system. It costs so much to get a quote-unquote education. I mean, you can't even afford anymore. You know what I mean? I four years. I mean, that put me in debt till I'm 55 years old. I think I think that's enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. But see, when you go beyond that, you're going to be educating yourself. Now, here's a, a simple concept. We've all heard it before. It's called self-education. Now, I'm claiming that we live in a cult. Now, if you if we're actually in a cult and you examine this cult and start to break it down, there should be obvious things all over the place. And I've already pointed this out over and over again. Let's, let's point out a new one. Self-education. I've talked about recently uh, more than once that uh, you won't hear anything about entrepreneurship in the curriculum, as far as I know. Why? It's the same old thing. They don't want you to even think about it. Uh-huh. So when do they talk about the importance of self-education. I'm not talking about, you know, the University of Phoenix and getting online. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about book reading and just exploring your world, learning more about it, developing more mature theories. No. No, never, never. Now, you know, in this um, idiocracy, that's what it is. I believe that. You guys need to be prepared for that. See, when you say idiocracy and then start to kind of move beyond that as if it's actually true, people will start snickering. And the first people to snicker are the, uh, the program people. But in right. idiocracy, you're not supposed to know these things, and people don't. Uh, idiocracy, by the way, idiocracy is a society of idiots. I'm going to say quite plainly that I believe that we're living in a society of idiots. See the necessity to laugh, especially if you're programmed? I'm saying it just straight up, okay? But you're not supposed to know that you're an idiot. Now, um, if you're going to prove that this is not a society of idiots, uh, what's your standard? Because I'm telling you flat out now that that, that there's a devolutionary progression there. The standard gets lower and lower. I think if you took people from previous centuries and just showed them one thing, these people's lives is, is... based around staring at the screen, they would just blurt out, um, these people are a bunch of idiots. And um, this is a society of idiots. They just speak the straight truth, you know what I mean? In other words, it's obvious that they're idiots. They're acting like, what does an idiot act like? And then, okay, let's figure that out. And this is basic common sense, by the way. How does an idiot act? Then look around and examine these people. And ask yourself, are these people acting like idiots? First of all, your entire environment is highly toxic. Do you see any of these people in this environment they understand nothing about because they're waiting for an authority to inform them? Do you see them making an intelligent action during the course of a day to circumvent this highly toxic environment? No. They move right on as if there is no toxic environment. They don't make any significant choices. They don't talk about it. And I used to be the same way. That's the biggest proof of this is the way that I used to be. I didn't think about anything that had to do with my health, including drinking water. 
Um, I was just like other people back in the 70s. Um, you got thirsty, Chuck, right in the, in the summer, and you would go to the water fountain and push the button because you were thirsty. Mm-hmm. But did you actually uh, drink water uh, to hydrate yourself? No, never. Now, there's been a lot of changes in high school athletics. Uh, what's happening, well, here, here's how it works. It's a dribble-down effect. I mean, these guys are pushing the envelope on this would be the good science, the new science, everything that's out there, alternatives, you know, these individual Olympic athletes. Anything that's legal, they're pushing the envelope. Well, guess what? That dribbles down to the collegiate level. You see that? Uh, at the collegiate level, a lot of the athletes are confined by you – know, they don't have the money. I mean, you, if you have the money, it's amazing what you can do to um, take yourself to a different level. Okay? But at the collegiate level, these things have been dribbling down to the high school athletics level. And at some of these – you know, these – high schools can vary a lot. You know, we have high schools in the ghetto, right? Uh-huh. But we have high schools in uh, very lofty places where a lot of Lumani families live, and those um, their high school athletics is a lot different. I know quite a bit about this in the background because uh, I won't go into that. But uh, I, I'm uh, I know somebody uh, closely who you um, make the case he's, he's uh, a teacher at the best school in the state, in Washington. You know, high income area. It's not far from Tacoma, by the way. <clears throat> Across the water, and uh, the athletics program there is, is totally different, man. You know, these guys, these kids now. I mean, they know about things like diet. I mean, they're hearing it. They have the opportunity. You know, it varies from school to school. But I mean, back then, it was totally. Most people, we were just ignorant. You know, so there's. We were actually suffering from malnutrition. We didn't. We didn't do anything. I didn't. You know, didn't know anything. I didn't even hydrate my body. So that's pretty bad. So anyway, you have to understand that. You know, I never thought about toxins, and other people don't think about me either. I actually know what it's like to not even think about this. And I, I live around people. Uh, it's time for some humor, okay? I'm okay. I got suspicious about Roundup. Roundup is an herbicide. Mm-hmm. It's just a fun little question, yes or no question. And then it was actually uh, a derogatory term that has to do we, – we, most people that listen to this show, they believe in what's called slow kill. They're killing it slowly everywhere. And it's subtle, and that's why it doesn't really stand out too much because everything is wrong. It's all eaten away at you. And that's why I said earlier, we're all being transformed. Are you going up or are you going down? Most people are going down. And um, I think I said recently I was researching uh, deer. Um, the great majority of um, American beers that are not craft beers are brewed with corn. An exception for that, I've actually researched this, would be... Um, Budweiser, they use rice. Rice, yes. Okay. Now, the pro- there's a big difference there. I'm not saying this rice is good. It's not going to be good, okay? But the reason it's going to be significantly better is because uh, when it comes to uh, GMOs, um, your, primarily, your primary concern is actually soy 
And uh, <clears throat> a second here. I lost something. Soy and corn. Um, is a general rule you don't have any uh, significant GMOs in wheat, even though wheat is all through our food, right? And so um, the problem is there, there's mass spraying of Roundup. And, uh, and the reason they use, one of the reasons they use corn and soy is because it's cheap. And they mix it in with everything. So if you're eating a processed food, it almost always has corn and or um, soy, and you'll notice that it has wheat. Sometimes it will have all three. And uh, this is what we eat today. Over, and, 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 We haven't even talked about wheat yet. I don't think I want to go on it right now. You can go out there and buy a book called Wheat Belly. There's other books too. Okay, let's take uh, Joel, Joel Wallach, okay? You actually met him, right? Mm-hmm. A couple of times. I'm trying to remember, is it him or am I confusing him with somebody else? Uh, um, does he place a strong emphasis on, like, um, getting uh, going on a gluten-free diet? I mean, I know he does. Yeah, he's pretty yeah. strong on Yeah. Okay, I know he does, but there was another guy that came on. Maybe it wasn't him, but he was saying the number one thing to do is actually get gluten out of your diet. It's very difficult to do. Yeah, that's This is why you're seeing now, you're seeing... The first thing was like MSG. You'd go to a, an Oreo restaurant, and they would actually say in the window, no MSG. Because, see, you know why? After a while, they figured it out. You keep having these. Typically, they're Asians, by the way. I hate to say it, but mm-hmm. um, we don't like this. But I don't think um, – ah, jeez. I'm going to just skip. I'm not impressed with the spirituality of Asians. Mm-hmm. What kind of spirituality are we talking about? However, the way that we're acting here in America, I don't have much of a problem saying that Asians are, let's set the spirituality aside, okay? They got a big problem with false spirituality. Look, at that. where's the significant inroads that Christianity has made into Japan? It's not working too well over there, okay? China's different, so is South Korea, but Japan, huh. anyway. Um, it's, um, I think they're more intelligent. You know, you look at these, um, okay, I look at my window, I see this little Asian guy. This is an apartment right next, right across the street. And, uh, he comes out and he has this, um, he has this mask over his face. Every time he goes outside, he has a mask over his face. Uh-huh. Now, I don't know what this mask, mask is composed of. I actually think there's a micro-conspiracy out there to, for the, uh, I don't think it's directed at uh, Americans, but probably at Japanese, to make it appear as if you're doing something, kind of a stopgap approach. But I need to research this. Uh, why are they doing this? Now, I think that they're concerned about bacteria. Because they don't tell you. They don't wear a T-shirt and go, uh, I know this looks kind of weird, but um, I'm wearing this mask, and here's why I'm doing it, you know. I think we have an increasing number of what's called a germophobe. And guess what? I actually live with a germophobe, and I had a, a very beneficial conversation. You know that, Chuck. Uh-huh. With a housemate of mine, and um, we got a lot of positive responses, didn't we? He was, you know why? He respects me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about 
the, the, the mask, the, uh, the Asians that wear the mask, and it's mostly uh, Japanese, to be honest with you. Uh, I'll see them on the airplanes, uh, the international flights quite a lot. And uh, two reasons. Some are wearing it because of the germs for other people. But any time a Japanese person is sick and they're going to be, like, on a bus or in an airplane, mm-hmm. they, will wear that, they will wear that mask so they don't get anybody else sick. And that's built into the... I see. It's for other people. Yeah. The majority of the time it's for other people. Okay, now that does not explain somebody who's wearing it every single day they go outside. No, that that might be the other <laughs> exception. Yeah, uh, but I, now I, they're doing it more and more. These are Americans, you know, that are Asian. They're doing it more and more. Okay. It's possible that a small number of them, there has to be a few are doing it because they're hearing about chemtrails. You know, because all right. you got to do is just be on Facebook and you'll see stuff about chemtrails now. Yeah. And you know something? If you don't have any Facebook friends, now the people that listen to this, this is not true for them, but if you don't have any, if if you have a considerable number of Facebook friends, but none of your friends are exposing you to anything really alternative on a significant level, you know, you'll hear things about, um, you know, this is good for you, uh, you know, this new trend, or, you're always going to see stuff like that, you know what I mean? But is it something significant? If you don't have anybody like that, you live in your own little world, like pastor world, you live in toxic uh-huh. world. You just uh-huh. believe the nightly news or whatever the heck and uh, whatever you're told and the system's going on just fine. I don't see anything. Uh, what do you, well, those guys are conspiracy theorists. I've heard of them, those kind of people. But they talk about them on television more and more. They're kind of strange, aren't they? Yeah. I don't have any in my neighborhood, do you? You know? They have no exposure to stuff whatsoever. You know, some little post on uh, Facebook, you know, we germ is good for you. Wow. You get it. Gold star for the week. We're supposed to be impressed with that? It kind of stuck at that level. You know what I mean? Or well, I, I, yeah, I grew up. I mean, taught that wheat bread and wheat germ was good for you. You know, that's what they that's what they taught back in high school in my uh, my era. You know, so. Well, actually, that wasn't a slam at wheat. Um, I have not thought about wheat germ, and uh, I would have to go rethink that. I'm not even sure what wheat germ is. Is yeah. it the essential element of wheat or something like that? I, is that what it is? Yeah, I think it may be the seeds or the uh, something like that. Yeah, part of a. See, I'm not going to give an opinion because it's possible that a, a portion of wheat could be good for you, but I, I'd have to, I wouldn't recommend wheat germ. I'd have to research that. I'm not sure about that. I don't think that that is um, – there's, see, there's so many supplements out there, and there's cheap supplements. I, I wouldn't waste any time on wheat germ. There's a lot of better things out there than that, so I wouldn't recommend it. But I have to research that. I, I actually, I don't think yeah. I have. Yeah. I think I used to take wheat germ a long time ago. And I quit. I don't think I ever knew what the heck I was doing. So, anyway, um, all these crops are, are sprayed with uh, Roundup. The uh, unless it's organic, um, if it's corn and uh, and soy, it's, it's 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 got Roundup on it. So, um, I don't know if this is more concentrated in you know in a, in, a, in a fluid like beer or not. I'm, in comparison to food, I'd like to find that out. But um, that's really something to be concerned about, man, because um, this stuff is so bad. Anyway, the reason I brought this up is, like I said before, um, <laughs> I got the theory that this had to do with, you know, the term roundup had to do with rounding up the, the human herd. Remember that? Mm-hmm. You got a confirmation on that? So anyway, yeah, right, there's right, um, right. there's um, an ill-informed soul who's another housemate of mine. And I just discovered that he's spraying Axe body spray. 
Uh-huh. Okay, so I, I made a mental note to myself. You should warn people on the show about Axe Body Spray, Dave. Uh, Axe Body Spray is a good example. If you've got um, like a 14-year-old uh, in your house and you're not regulating that, first of all, nobody should have that. You, it's deadly. And unless they're creating fake stories, uh, people have died from it, just like they die from... Uh, um, these um, energy drinks, right? They drink too much of them, and they have like a heart rhythmic problem that's identified, and they their heart mm-hmm. goes down. Mm-hmm. I had a uh, ill-informed person that lived here for a while, and he told me the first day he showed up, he said, I, I drank uh, 16 energy drinks, and he didn't sleep for two days. Does that sound like a very smart thing to do? Mm-hmm. Here's a guy who's mal his heart is malnourished. It doesn't have any nutrients in his body, and... Uh, you could you could die in a situation like that. That's when people die, like doing something stupid like that. People want to stay up and party. Now, some of these guys are like methods, and they're used to that, and party for three days straight. And so you try to get off the meth, and then what you do, you still got that mindset. They go, I'm just going to drink energy drinks. They actually would look at that as like that's something healthy because I'm not doing that. You know, I'm not, I'm not, well, I should say speed, speed, mm-hmm. crank, crank or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway. Why are we talking about this? Um, I could tell you a lot more about uh, Axe Body Spray. Just recently, I, I woke up with, um, they're called night sweats, but you wake up in the morning and it just, your skin's all oily and uh, you're, you're sweating profusely. And also, I was smelling this stuff and I thought it was the guy next door and I've been talking to him and actually educating him. He's listening to me. Uh, but I noticed that there was a, a gap in my door, and it's not a gap at the bottom. I have that blocked with a towel, you know, but there's a, there's a gap over on the left side of the door, and I realized that for the first time because I saw the light out in the hallway, and I realized, oh, my God, because I, I was smelling it, and I thought it was my imagination, and I was smelling the Axe body spray they put on them. It was – you can't believe what that stuff was doing to me, man. You're talking to a guy – I have an ozone machine that's extremely powerful in the little room. And it could just blast that stuff in a, in a smithereens, but it has to have direct exposure to it. It's actually got two different plates in it. You'd have to know what the, how this machine works. But um, if you have both plates in it, you can just fumigate the whole house with ozone, and you can break down any toxins on a molecular level once it's exposed to it enough, including paint. It might take it, you know, three days to get most of it, maybe like 95%. It'll break it down even more. But... Um, Anyway, it turns out that it was this guy. So here's the reason I'm talking about this. So I got suspicious after we were told that, yes, Roundup did have to do with rounding up the human herd. So I got suspicious about the axe thing. Now, here's the thing. If you go, if you put axe body spray, now I have a different Google. We've already proved this. I haven't talked about it too much. I've talked about it a little bit. Dave has a different Google. And for all I know, everybody has a different Google. And the reason we have a different Google is because um, of the sentient machine. It's running the show. I think it runs. I can't say run the show, but they let it run the show below them. It's kind of like having a servant, Chuck. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Why should they do all these things? Why should they do all these things? Like changing all these things to try to make it look like the Mandela effect is fake. Or the Mandela effect is real, but it's not what you believe because you don't understand, because you're not a new ager. All this crazy stuff they come up with to explain the Mandela effect. But um, 
anyway, you see the word axe, don't you? I was just going to say, yeah, that's an interesting word, the, the axe, the axe, you know, yeah, axe them out. And so basically I asked if that was deliberate and had to do with the same smoke kill thing, and you got a yes, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Now, see, you would never think that way unless you had a sufficiently conspiratorial mind. And it, you need to research um, perfumes, colognes. I just realized the other day, um, not that I would be doing something like this, but if you talk about going into a nightclub, I don't think I could even be there because of all these toxic colognes and perfumes. And the worst stuff is the Axe body spray that the guys wear. Now, these, you'll remember these commercials. These used to be the ones where they would really, um, a guy would spray it on and all these girls would go completely crazy and start attacking them. Remember those ones? So sure. now you remember, okay, that's Axe body spray. By the way, they, got, they, they had a lot of, um, oh, my God, i got to tell you something now. They had a lot of flack for that, so they stopped those commercials because they were, like, too sex- sexist. Because, see, you know who rules this country is this feminist belief system. The feminists bring the hammer down, and everybody oh, has yeah. to count. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that you liberal feminists are apologizing. We're making um, millions of dollars off these commercials. But um, I tell you what, just to keep you feminists happy, we're going to make some major changes here because we don't want you to be upset. I'm so, we're so sorry. And uh, we're going to apologize not once but twice in a public format, you know, because we don't, we don't want you, you feminists to get upset because that could really affect our corporation. If you start getting angry, because when the feminists cry out, I'm not talking about radical feminists. See, that's what people think. I'm, talking, I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the ones um, in between. A lot of people don't even consider to be feminists, but that's what they are. And they're out there stomping their feet and, Oh, wow. You know. and there's something wrong in a culture where you cannot make a negative statement about a woman, unless, at least in certain contexts. I don't think I've ever said this on the show. You cannot speak against women as a group. Now, I experienced this myself when I would speak on my own show, and I would think about talking about this subject or that subject. And as you are thinking about, oh, this is something I haven't talked about. It's pretty radical. You kind of get a sense of, Wow, like this is really politically incorrect. And one of the most politically incorrect things that I ever really just hit me was actually speaking against women in general. I can say the worst things about men. Men are the primary cause. They're they're the ones that are responsible for this mess we're in. Agreed. Uh, Women got put into a position that they ever should have been put into. And ever since then, you know what God is doing? He's illustrating right now this doesn't work. Now, he's taking his time, isn't he? Mm -hmm. And notice that nothing is getting better. Feminism has already destroyed this country. Feminism destroyed the American family. And when that went under, this country went under. This country is already, it's inevitable. We're so haughty that we know so little about history that it's going to happen to us too, just like every other empire and anybody that ever became great. What happened to all of them, Chuck? Where'd they go? Bye-bye. By the way, we're really talking about Western culture, so that would include England, because I believe that the British Empire is ruling the world. 
Uh-huh. And we're a colony, so this is a little bit complex. I'm just telling you right now, we're all going to go down together. I think America's going to go down first, and then everybody else. This whole society is going to go down. Um, God's going to take it down. That's why it's going to go down. Not going to be too pretty either. Um, So there you go with the Axe body spray. Now, um, well, we were talking about that. I didn't realize some of the chemicals in there. I mean, you you know, uh, my industry, I work with a lot of chemicals, and I know what VOCs are, and I know what VOCs, how they... A solvent on your skin can go right into your bloodstream instantly. And you're telling me the ingredients in this axe. And I'm going, man, formaldehyde and, and alcohol, this, this stuff is going right in people's bloodstreams as soon as they put it on. You're putting VOCs, volatile organic compounds, right into your bloodstreams. Every time you breathe, every time you breathe that or, or put it on your skin, it's going right into your blood system immediately. Yeah, and I want you to know, remember, a body spray. Uh, uh, I guess we'll call it a micro-conspiracy. They're actually telling you to spray on your body, and I don't mean all over your body. I researched that, too. It's a how-to spray. Um, I, I, I Googled both Axe body spray and just a body spray, period. And they have, you know, like spray it on the wrist point, uh, on your throat, on uh, your really? armpits. And, uh, then, oh, they also had another method. And, oh, they said this is a common method. I watched a YouTube video. And they uh-huh. just, this, is, this horrifies me. You spray it into the air, and you walk into this little mist. Fox. Fox and that's how you do it. That's all, like after a shower. Hmm. Uh, maybe you have your clothes on, too. I'm not sure. Hmm. I guess you could do it either way. Do you realize how horrific that is? I mean, every single day I'm trying to get chemicals out of my body. And these people are uh, luxurating in them. They have no knowledge whatsoever. They don't know anything. And they don't have any concerns about toxins whatsoever, none. And these are the kind of people, I'm living here in transitional housing where people come and go. I have to deal with these people, you know. And uh, so what I do, I try to get people to like me. There's nothing wrong with that. You know what, you know what, you know what the, uh, the life of the party is? Hmm. A guy where actually people like you. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, if you're in a bar and you go up to, and you say, well, <laughs> she's really something else. That woman is typically sitting with other women. All right? They're not sitting alone too often. So now you're going to have, this is why it's a hard to approach women. Now you have to walk up to a group of women. And, uh, and Chuck and I know a little secret that uh, most people don't. Uh, those women, most of them, most of the time, are not there to meet guys. Right. If you don't think that's true, then um, there must be some kind of conspiracy because on YouTube, they're actually the women themselves are saying this. They're actually saying about their friends and stuff like they go out there to be um, like acknowledged. Um, mm-hmm. They get a big kick out of it. it's a big game. They like the attention, and they will actually spend. This is what they say: hours getting ready. Right? Some of these women, they go out yeah. and. Um, even their expectations are kind of low. But, you know, everybody's expectations are kind of low. Yeah. Why the heck do you meet a quality person? I was listening to this one dating expert. You know, I, see, what happened? I started listening to um, yeah. yeah, I mispronounced that earlier. I thought that the G was before the... I would forget it. 
But it leads to some of the dating advice. And I was just looking at it because I'm actually quite interested in male-female issues. And what these guys are talking about, they're acknowledging this. See, there's this societal transformation. Remember I said we're all being transformed? We're, we're affected. We're all products of our environment, okay? Well, society is getting worse. And this is why people are getting worse. And uh, we're all products of that. And so it relates to these kind of things. And so uh, I want to say something before I forget about solar flares, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, this energy, this fluctuating energy that has an ebb and flow, it's psychical in nature. Um, when we have these new influxes and these peaks of energy, it has to do with time and different cosmic cycles and all these complex things. I mean, the earth itself and the sun, they have their own cycles, just like the human body, okay? Everything has its cycles, okay? What they're trying to do is cover it all up and only talk about solar flares. I've mentioned this before, okay? So um, we may run some checks. I haven't run any checks right now, but if, if we feel that there's um, an influx of this energy, uh, it might be interesting to see that there's this big – they always try to get you scared. You ever notice that? Um, yeah. About these solar flares, that it could mm-hmm. shut all – I mean, they have one fear monger after another come on coast to coast AM talking about this. And they give one historical example in the 19th century where the, the telegraph uh, devices were shut down, right? We've got Friday on the water spring break. Uh-huh. So it's always like, it could happen again. And, uh, and and this kind of thing can, as far as I know, sure, just have an excess of anything, probably anything, right? But um, they're covering up the subtle energies. They, they say nothing about them. What do they say about psychical cosmic energy affecting Earth? Now, see, in the Bible, like I said before, it does talk about this. It talks about the sweet influences of the Pleiades. And what's interesting, neither Christians uh, nor scientists believe that, right? Mm-hmm. Is that no. what they believe? No. no. Now, why? Propaganda. See, 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 once you just start to kind of focus on this subject, just hang around for a while, let's talk about some issues. The truth rises to the surface. You can see this pattern. And what is the pattern? It's the same thing right down the line. It's propaganda to misdirect people. Um, ideally, send them off the exact opposite direction. They do this over and over again. And the people believe um, whatever is trumpeted the loudest or spoken of the most. Just keep repeating it. Blare your horn on occasion, and the people will believe. Now, this is true. This is true. So this is why we, people develop terms like sheeple. And as a deep conspiracist, I just come around and say, well, they're on uh, massive mind control. And I say massive, well, I'm talking about the degree of it individually, but also societal um, mass control. This is a very strange society you know, that's already been spoken about in detail in predictive programming, like 1984 and Brave New World. They already talked about it. That society is largely here. It's largely already arrived. 
Uh, and the reason yeah. people don't see it is because, see, it's more extreme than you believe. It's always more extreme than people believe. These other conspiracy theorists, they're not looking um, at society and critiquing it like I am. That's why I called myself a social critic there. I am a social critic. Okay? Now, notice how you have to have the big picture. What if you don't understand anything about electromagnetism? Have you noticed along the way, when we talk about science, when we talk about education, when we talk about the medical institute system, they don't know anything about this subtle energy. But have you noticed how important this subtle energy is? And then you wonder why people look at me and I say these people are largely clueless. See, the most important things have been extracted. You see that? And what, I was, what have I said over and over again? Anything is significant, they're going to create propaganda. Now, people, they just wouldn't believe that um, all that could happen. This society, by the way, is actually one big lie. That's a different model. It's the whole thing. It's just a big lie. It's, and they give you the big sell. You know, we're moving on to utopia, scientific utopia. Did, did you know that they actually sell you the scientific utopia on television? Oh, yeah. It's always around the corner, just like, um, you know, there's a cure for everything around the corner. All diseases are incurable right now. Oh, 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 but all the cures are on the way. They're right around the corner somewhere. Notice how they never arrive, do they? Well, you're not going to have any significant uh, enlightenment of a society or uh, improvement at any point along the line unless you're in a privilege and you're among the elite on the dark side. Mm-hmm. So that's yep. the condition. And if we're suffering from devolution, we're, we're going down, we're headed somewhere, it's not good. And if God doesn't do something relatively soon, everybody's kind of amazed if they've been around the block a few times, like, you know... Um, if you're 50 or 60, that God has actually waited this long. Yeah. You know, but now he's doing things in the background. And since people are talking about it within a Christian context, we have to. Okay. So anyway, last night, it was absolutely incredible. Now, I already had a working theory before any of this happened that that night, last night, Friday, the 24th, which is in this article, because I believe this kind of thing before. They're speaking in code. They'll tell you something that has absolutely nothing to do. It's all on the surface level. They're just kind of a ha-ha-ha, because they know the people are ignorant. What they're doing, they're telling you, this is a special day. Take note that it has absolutely nothing to do with what we're talking about. But we're still pointing to that day. It actually says September 24th, right in the title. Well, the Uh reason I believe this is true is because um, I started to experience it. And, uh, you know, I, I, I was interacting with these beings and everything was, it was simply, it was more powerful than it ever was before. And I felt this energy. I remember, I, now I called you not once but twice. Now, I, I, here's the thing. I had told you earlier, uh, I want to check out earlier tonight. I, I don't want to, we're having yeah. a little conversation. This is going to be it for the night, okay? Right, right, right. And if I say that, how many times do I call you back? I don't call you oh. back. I just no. check out, you know what I mean? But I called you back not once but twice, and the second time was to kind of um, reemphasize what I already said. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and then your angel started commenting on it. He said, yes. 
So he uh-huh. was validating what I was experiencing. He says, yes, this energy is there. And I was just feeling it. I didn't know that it was going to happen. I just had a theory. And let me tell you, it, it's absolutely incredible. I can't even describe it. But remember how we've been talking about everything is ramping up? Yep, absolutely. Yep. This is still going on. This is headed somewhere. Now, I have high expectations for the spring. Um, I, this happens to me every year because I think that um, spring is the number one time of year that you're going to have something happening. So if the Illuminati is out there right now, I know they're doing this on some level with the Ansi, talking about birthing or having birthing rituals, then I'm going to get even more suspicious that something could happen because in the ancient world, the beginning of the year um, was in the spring. Um, There's more of an esoteric beginning that has to do with the birth, quote-unquote, of the uh, the moon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The sun on the winter solstice, okay? It's, quote-unquote, born. You know what I mean? They will even go so far as to say that it dies and it's reborn, and you can use that, you can just run with that, you know what I mean? The symbology and things like that. But as a general rule, I mean, uh, see, nature is revived and the cycle starts again, okay? But it begins in the spring. You know, the, um, the spring equinox, uh, right yeah. around uh, March 20th, it can vary, just like mm-hmm. the winter uh, solstice. And uh, that's the time of birthing, renewal, beginnings. And so I go through this every, day, every year because I believe something's going to happen. And... Uh, what we've been told is that good things happen in the background at the time that bad things happen in the foreground. Mm-hmm. So you have the background and the foreground. Usually people don't talk about the background because they don't think about the spiritual realm. They don't think about God. They don't think about angels. Well, the way that God works, he begins in the background. He begins to prepare people with privileged knowledge. He's always done this. Um, if God doesn't do that, then it'll be the first time. See, so we're, we're so into this New Testament thinking, we have the Holy Spirit, you know, we don't need that kind of thing, because the Holy Spirit just teaches us everything. Look around. Of course the Holy Spirit teaches, but actually, I think the primary thing the Holy Spirit is doing is withholding truth. Look around. I've said before, God's involved with that. So if you have a Trinitarian mindset, that will work just fine with you. <laughs> In other words, the Father and the Son and the Spirit, okay? I mean, they're withholding truth. Because uh, there's going to be an outpouring. That's the good news, you know. And uh, you want to get excited about this. You want to have the right kind of mindset. It's all about perspective because um, when you start to educate yourself and apply these things, there's tremendous potential, even though you're in a toxic society, because so many things are wrong. Isn't that something? See, the more things are wrong, the more potential there is for right. You can sit there and get all depressed. And go, oh, I've got to educate myself. And Dave says everything is wrong. He's made a podcast, you know. I listened to it and I got depressed. I turned it off. Yeah. Everything is wrong. I don't want to hear about that, Dave. You know, actually, if you listen, <laughs> keep listening to that, it's kind of positive and upbeat. We keep going. You just don't like the title, you know. Sure. <laughs> so anyway, I'm a little surprised that... Um, that our friend is not here, but I'm not going to do the Jehovah's Witness thing tonight because that would be, um, oh, hold it here. Who's hungry for knowledge? Is that, that's Jesse, isn't it? 
Donnie's there too. <clears throat> uh, he was going to call me back, so I don't think he's here. <laughs> so I talked to him today. Uh, I said this before we pushed the record button, and I kind of prepped him. And I said, you know, you know, these strange things happen along the way when people try to come on this show, and they already happened this week. And uh, this was a different guy. This is what people tell me, and uh, things happen. They can't come on the show. And it could be anything. It could be anything. Runs the gamut. Okay? Yeah. And uh, I think he's, he's got his act together. And uh, I, what I've noticed is the people that are darker, I really think light and dark, you know, in degrees between the two extremes. This has been pretty obvious to me that uh, they have more obstructions. They have, they have more difficulty. They have more opposition. I've seen this over and over again. Okay? So I figured things would go pretty well, but you have what I call the soft psyop, where it all looks perfectly natural, and um, there's no reason to be suspicious here. You know what I mean? I think that's what I'm going to happen tonight. Mm-hmm. There was a family gathering that kind of manifested in the uh, there you go. That he's at the barbecue or something, you know. But um, you learn from these things as you should go along. Sometimes they, uh, it's real subtle what they do. You know, it's not obvious. That um, I know with me, I'm not trying to say that anything has to do with demons with all that. But um, this, the demons always soft sigh off me because as soon as I see that they're doing something significant, the first thing I do is, Chuck, what do you think the first thing Dave does? He hits his knees. Mm-hmm. I hit my knees, and if I'm serious, I'm going to be on my knees. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, even if I don't pray on my knees most of the time, if I'm something like that, if I want God to do something, I'm going to get on my knees. Yeah. Okay? Well, it's been shown over and over that um, that doesn't work well for the demons. So what they want to do ideally is keep me from being suspicious, just kind of, oh, um, nothing's going on here. And there's nothing covert, or excuse me, overt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing yeah. obvious. Um, it's all disguised. In other words, ideally, what they'd like to do is just kind of lure me into ideally sleep. You know what I mean? Well, you're not suspicious. So over and over again, this is an interesting subject. I've seen these demons do dumb things. And there's some people in the background that come on the show. And their demons did some really dumb things. Now, what these dumb things are is when a demon does something stupid and they expose their existence. As soon as you hear this, you go, okay, we got a problem with demons here. And now uh-huh. we have to deal with the problem. Well, uh, typically on a percentage basis, if you're a real smart demon, um, you don't want to do that. No. Okay, you got a good shot there. You got a good punch, but now you're exposed. Now we're coming after you. And uh, when you. Pray and get serious with God if you're living right. Uh, we get really good results. And these demons, they just get defeated. Uh-huh. Now, you're being shown right now that these demons, now, there's big demons and little demons. Most of them are not very big. Uh, so I don't want you to think uh-huh. that they're all little demons. But they're, like I said before, they're trying to um, puff themselves up. Well, sure, uh-huh. you know they're going to scare you and fill you with fear, and they want you to believe that they're bigger than they really are. But um, right. These demons, God's dealing with demons right now. Um, these are people that follow him. Um, he's not doing much with the people that don't follow him. They're going the other way. Now, you've got to remember, there's two different groups here. 
uh, the people that God is helping spiritually and the people that's not. And uh, we're going, these two groups, one's little, one's big. We're moving away from each other. And ops, we're walking away from each other. This is why when you try to communicate back and forth, everyone experiences this. It's just like harder and harder and harder. These people are becoming darker. Their intellects are becoming more darker. They're becoming more blind, Chuck. You know what I mean? Now, they learn yeah. little, tidbits, little tidbits along the way. Oh, the values of uh, wheatgrass, okay? Uh, you've still got a massive spiritual problem. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're not an enlightened being. You don't really understand what's going on. You're not even seeking God. And you're getting darker. This culture is very dark, and it darkens everybody. And this culture, like I said before, it's actually designed to give you a demon, ideally. Look at the Ouija board. Yeah. Look, if this, if this um, government was very smart and they cared about you, uh, they'd make that board illegal because the evidence is absolutely overwhelming. And people can chuckle. See, these scientists, these skeptics, <laughs> did you know, Chuck, they don't even believe in the Ouija board? I, I'll tell you what, um, it'd be funny right now to go to Snopes.com and see if they acknowledge a working Ouija board. What do you think is going to happen? I'm not sure. Maybe mm-hmm. they wouldn't even mention it. Oh, here, here he is right now. <clears throat> ah, okay. Our friend is here. You want to say his name uh, first, Chuck? Jesus. Say it again? Yeah. Jesus. Is it a Y sound at the beginning? Or H? H. It's an H. 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 Jesus. Jesus, yeah. Okay. Well, we won't do the Jehovah's Witness thing tonight. Um, I actually warned you, Jesus, that um, this would happen, that we would just take off. And that's what we've been doing. We've been talking about electromagnetic energy. And all I did was just talk about this little story on Facebook. Um, I think you might have seen it because you're on Facebook. uh, About Trump and the witches. I don't know if you saw that. No, I haven't seen any of that. Yeah, and then from there I went to this uh, correlation with um, the, I got suspicious there was something about this day uh-huh. that it was um, kind of a special day, you know, high energy day or something like that because you have these energy peaks. And so last night, I mean, you can listen to it. Um, I felt all this huge influx of energies, and I also want to say, uh, Chuck, I think I said it before, but I could hear more clearly than I ever had before. Right, right. Okay. So everything was amped up. And uh, in the background, wouldn't you agree that things just continue to be uh, ramped up, right? That's for sure. Mm-hmm. That's what we're experiencing. So anyway, how did your barbecue go there? Well, the barbecue turned into a pizza party, so I'm on my drive back home. So. Well, I talked about you just a little bit before that. I didn't say... Um, anything previously, but I, uh, I coined a term called the soft psyop. So you can listen to the podcast. I'll talk about it just briefly. Yeah. And I, I uh, talked about how the, de- the, the demons soft psyop me. They don't do anything um, overt because they don't want you to get suspicious. They want it to all look like, well, it's just, it's all just perfectly normal. Of course. But it's still, it's still being done to achieve the same goal. Uh, we don't want him on here tonight, and um, 
Or the, the, the I'm, I'm imagining things type of thing. I want you to go back later because you can't do it now. I can't evaluate these shows, by the way. I talked to Chuck about this in detail. I'm just because when I um when I'm live, I'm critiquing myself. I'm focusing on things that I do wrong or could do things do better. So I can't evaluate the quality of it because I actually focus on the negative. I don't focus on the positive the first time around. And I listen to it later. I'm going, whoa, this is like really good. Okay, that was a screw up, you know. But actually, no problem. Probably nobody noticed, you know. But yeah, and so anyway, it's hard to do that right now, but go back and look over that and see if you, <laughs> um, I think there was, this is just a theory, I don't know, but I think there were some forces probably in the background that um, were working, but I've seen this thing over and over again so many times, and I, I call it the soft side. Yeah. It all looks perfectly normal, it's totally correct, everything, you know, family gathering, and, you know, you can't be on the show. Anyway, you got to do this. So. Anyway, um. So we'll do the Jehovah's Witness thing later because um, we could do a whole show on that. Sure. We won't talk about it the whole way, probably not, but it'll get us off uh, running, and uh, maybe we can do that next uh, Saturday. So. How long have we been talking, Chuck? Uh, let's see, it's Three and a half hours? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right That's there. the podcast there. That's the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Do they have any healthy food at your barbecue? Did you see any healthy food there? <clears throat> I'm talking about toxic um, food a lot tonight. <clears throat> it was all toxic. It was <laughs> me and Ed's pizza for the kids. So. By the way, everyone needs to know this if you haven't uh, educated yourself about this. Uh, but when you um, barbecue food, uh, it's always bad. It's carcinogenic. That's right. I. Wondering if, Chuck, do you know some way of doing this uh, to circumvent that? Well, mainly, People used yes. to cook their food in the fire. Well, don't burn your food. That's the, that's the whole key to it. Don't, don't they're burning it. Crust on it. Yeah, they're burning it. That's, the, that's yeah. what's carcinogenic when they burn it, right? So yeah. slow cook, you know what I mean? You can, uh, you can still barbecue like in a, um, you know, low heat or in a... Uh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. In a con- in a container with liquid cl- enclosed. You know what I mean, like a Dutch oven type yeah. thing. You know. See, see, I've never even barbecued, so, but I've read about it. Yeah, it just refreshed my memory. And it actually, right outside the door, we got a carport here. These guys have set up a barbecue, and they're barbecuing barbecuing food year round now. This is what they want to eat. You know what I mean? Barbecued food. But yeah, that's not good for you. Carcinogenic. So, basically, the more you cook food, the more you ruin it. I believe that's true. Um, the best during the week. During the week, I usually uh, try to implement the diet that uh, you've been uh, uh, telling us about raw foods. And uh, mm-hmm. actually, when when I have cravings, I've been. Uh, uh, doing what you were saying is just uh, I bought some sea salt, and I've been uh, actually instead of when I get cravings and mm-hmm. whatnot during the week, I will take uh, uh, sea salt to the palm of my hand and eat that and uh, shake the water. Uh, yeah, that's good. And the cravings go away. 
Yeah, your body's craving nutrients is what it's doing there. That's right. And then people see they think they need to eat. Well, there's not enough nutrients in the food. That's not going to solve the problem. That's why people still feel hungry after they eat. They don't understand why. No, actually, you got to get online. Everybody's asking questions online. That's that's good, okay? But um, they're asking things like, why do I still um, experience hunger after I eat a lot? Well, there you go. That's the answer. They don't know that, see? And people will tell them. Not something that's hidden or anything. I don't think your doctor even knows that, you know? He probably wouldn't have that kind of knowledge. Some of them would. So, um, how old are you? You want to tell us your age? You have a problem with that at all? That's just a female problem, right? That's me? I mean, yeah, I'm asking this for a reason. I mean, you could just tell me you're in your 30s, 40s. 40, I'm 41. Okay. When you eat um, a good-sized meal, do you feel fatigue at your age? Tired? You know, there, there's there's times I do. There's times okay. I do have to nap because of my yeah. work schedule. Yeah. But um, I've seen guys that I went to high school with at 41, and I blow them away for if you if you see us side by side, I blow them away by like 10 years. Mhm. You look younger. You know. Well, I I feel younger. Like I have the energy. Uh, I I feel kind of like. How you feel like, Dave, you know, but, um, you know, more energetic. But the thing is that we seek the knowledge, you know, and and we apply it, you know. And it's just little things like that that make the big difference. By the way, when I made those last two uh, health uh, podcasts that I released, those were, uh, they were were retitled. And um, there was a reason why I released that. There was a third party that actually counseled me to do that and to re-release them because they had bumper music. And um, I agreed to that. I I, I kind of, um, it was mentioned more than once. And finally, I decided to do it. That was not my idea. But uh, anyway, when you listen to that, um, I I do not have the energy that I had when I made those podcasts. Because, like, yeah, I'm, I actually listen to him, and I'm talking about all this energy. And I, I talk about this on the show, and the reason I don't is because um, it's affecting everybody. Now, have you noticed um, a drop-off in energy in your own life in, in like, the last six, to, six months to, like, a year and a half? I have. You have. Uh-huh. I have. Uh-huh. And yet you've probably been doing some new things that would help you during that same time period, right? <clears throat> or have you? Have. I've cut out meat completely on my diet. Yeah. You know, it's okay to eat uh, meat occasionally, but um, especially if it's something like turkey or something like that, something better. It should be free range at least. But... um. It's just um, it's something that's not good to eat too often. And most people in our society have an addictive personality. If they start eating meat, they can't eat it occasionally because they're not disciplined enough. So they, mm-hmm. it's just like most people can't occasionally smoke cigarettes. You know what I mean? They're going to go right back to smoking them all the time or not smoke them at all. And that shows you that they're unable to discipline themselves and uh, they have an addictive nature. Now, our society is incredibly addictive. So what we do 
we select certain people and we say, this person has an addictive personality, right? Well, the great bulk of people in the society have an addictive personality, and we're saying this person has this condition because um, he's significantly worse. But that doesn't mean that the other people don't have it too. They're just doing better. You know what I mean? I mean, television watching is addictive behavior. And so is looking at your smartphone way, 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 way too much. Way too much. And so just reiterate again, just remind us that um, technology is replacing relationships. We can see that now, can't we? Most people still haven't figured that out yet. They have to. I guess it has to get more extreme. Because um, if you if you knew this was going on, then you should be making some kind of a significant um, effort to um, focus on human relationships. Um, Johnny was just talking today. He said, "Give me a good quote on boredom, Dave. A contrarious quote." And uh, we were talking about these same kind of things is that technology is increasing boredom. You know, we're getting increasingly bored. And why? Why would that be true? Because we've lost understanding of the fundamental purpose of man is to interact with God first and secondly with other human beings. Do you do that with technology? Well, you can talk to people like I am now and you can text people. But see, what God designed us for is face-to-face significant relationships and significant conversations, which people used to have. Now, see, these people are not having significant conversations. Um, but you know something? When you get exposed to truth or how many times, like, say if, you, say if you met just like a guy at a coffee shop, he doesn't know that much. But, you know, you heard him saying something about chemtrails and then his friend got up and you go over and say, hey, you know what a chemtrail is? He goes, yeah. Yeah, I just learned about it. You're like, wow, you know, and you start talking. You go, I'm listening to Alex Jones. You go, uh-oh, we got one here. But, you know, you kind of appreciate it because um, actually there's not hardly anybody to talk to and you haven't really talked to anybody else and there's nobody in your family and he knows some stuff. Anyway, you walk away from that conversation. You know, you're kind of like um, amped up. You're going, wow. You notice that? Why did that happen? And Because you interacted with uh, another human being. Now, Unless you really got like a thing for some girl or a guy, if you're texting somebody, I don't think that's going to happen. Unless they're telling you exoteric truth and you're going, wow, Dave was really laying on me tonight, you know, in text, you know, but are people doing that in text? No, it's just humdrum, mediocre, mediocrity and trivia. Mm-hmm. So when you're, after you text people for a considerable period of time, do you feel uplifted and, uh, you know, energized and like, wow, no, you don't. What does that tell you? You're missing significant interaction with other human beings. That's what we're wired for. Now, what Illuminati is doing, they're taking all of us and they're putting us in a little cubicle. Each Everybody has their cubicle. And that's where you stay in your little cubicle and your interaction with everything outside the cubicle is lessening every year. Every, every People are turning inward, not in a good way. I'm not talking about inner, we're not talking about inner healing here, are we? <laughs> you know what I mean? No. They're turning away from reality, turning inward, turning inward away from reality. And that's not good, man. And that's where we're headed. Away from reality, 
and embracing technology. Of course, the extreme example of that is all these um, artificial realities that they have out there waiting for us, you know, like in gaming technology. And I also want to uh, give one more update. That um, Are you there still, Chuck? <clears throat> yeah, I'm here. We won't go into details, but uh, we determined this week that there was something significant about um, God-approved uh, sexual activity, you know, sexual intercourse. Uh, we concluded that it puts you in an altered state of consciousness, and there's a huge cover-up. I don't think we want to comment on that too much, and we could, but... Um, Remember that conversation? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when you hear about this uh, in the media, you'll hear about things like, uh, you know, Tantra or Taoism, sex magic. But they don't ever talk about uh, the basics, you know what I mean? And so if you're in altered state of consciousness, um you have easier access to the spirit world. And this is why these sex magicians have used sex to access the spirit world. That's, that's the secret right there. If you're a Christian, you don't need to take that anywhere. All we're saying is one thing. When you have sex with your wife, you're actually, in a, at the very least, a mild um, altered state of consciousness. That's it. That's, you know, we're not going to really go anywhere. So. We thought about that this week. We have reasons to believe that. We think we were shown something. And I think, and I conclude there's this big cover-up. Um, when people have sex, they don't pay attention to before and after because people don't pay attention to before and after as a general rule. I've talked about when people just go out for 10-minute walk. They don't notice because they're not paying attention. <laughs> people don't pay attention and not focus. You don't pay attention to how much different they feel when they come back. Um, Same thing with sex. When you have sex, pay attention. Now, I'm going to give you something to pay attention to. Let's say that you're troubled or anxious about something, and you're not having sex to deal with the issue, okay? You're just having sex. And, you know, you're a young person and um, you have sex semi-regularly, three or four times a week or whatever. So that's what you do. What I want you to do is pay attention to how you feel on an emotional level after you have sex. Remember that song from the 70s about uh, the Marvin Gaye song, Sexual Healing? Hmm. See, what we have is this dialectic between, you know, one extreme God-approved sexual activity and the other extreme... Uh, perversions that have to do with um, manipulation of sexual energy for some diabolical purpose and has to do with Satanism and the occult and all that stuff. Okay. They do this to us over and over and over and over. There's no middle ground in between. There's nothing valuable in between. There's nothing there. See that, Chuck? And almost typically, right down the line, there is something valuable there to be extracted. So, so I... I mean, we're willing to admit that it relaxes you, aren't we? You know what I mean? But I'm, there's a lot of other things that are going on there on a physi- physiological level 
that people are not noticing because they're not paying attention. Okay, it releases, um, you know, things like endomorphins that can make you happy, giddy. I'm not necessarily talking about when you're having sex, but pay attention to, this is actually, quote, unquote, scientific, you know, how you feel after you have sex. There's all these amazing things, by the way, that happen to a, a male and female when they're having sex, but pay attention to what happens, you know, after you have sex. All we have is this, like this dumbed-down version of, uh, you know, somebody has sex in the movie, the Christians aren't supposed to watch, and depending on how much they show. And then they're sitting there, usually they're not married, and, you know, they're smoking a cigarette and they're relaxing. And people, they acknowledge that there's this intimacy there that's special, it's kind of short-lived, and a lot of it has to do also with the male, especially if he's older. He has to um, he has to rest for a little bit, restore himself, you know, because you've actually expelled a significant amount of um, life force. That's the difference between a woman and a man. Now, I believe in the um, antediluvian era, men were able to orgasm whenever they chose. That means they, they didn't want to orgasm, they didn't do it. And that changes everything right there, uh, ejaculate and orgasm. In other words, they could orgasm uh, when, when they wanted to, but not ejaculate unless they wanted to. And we, I believe that we lost these abilities. And the reason I'm saying this is because you don't hear people talk about this. So when you use these things like um, Taoism and Tantra, whether this is good or bad, I, I hold to the opinion that um, you can restore some of these um, things that have been lost to us, if you know what the heck you're doing. Are Christians trying to do that? No, because um, it's just like what we said earlier about, you know, witchcraft and the Inquisition. They just damn these broad categories, like, you know, healing with herbs, and that's witchcraft, and this has to do with the cult. They're actually doing this over and over and over again. So this psyop is so easy to see. What we're talking about, let's reduce it to one thing. Is there anything significant that's beneficial to man that we can extract from sexual activity that we're currently not familiar with. That's what it is in a nutshell. Because everybody has their sexual programming. There's different, a lot of different types of it. And when I'm speaking like this, people are going, uh-huh, we got one here. What's he doing in the background? That's all I'm talking about. Is there something, basically, did they cover something up? Is it the same as every other subject? Is there something beneficial we don't know about? Yes. These are just the basics. Kind of get you going, hmm. I'm saying pay attention to your body. Um, things are changing. There's a lot of things that are changing. I, I think when people have sex, they're, they're so focused on the action. Women would notice it more. They're more emotional creatures. They're more uh, intuitive. I think the guys are pretty much clueless. So. When, I, when I was reading about um, you know, this dating advice, it became very obvious that women are able to read men on a very intuitive level. They don't even know it themselves. It's absolutely fascinating. You know, people are basically doing the same old thing they've always done, you know, the dating uh, according ritual, um, which I knew absolutely nothing about when I was younger. I, in fact, I'd never really known. I had to, uh, I was just curious, just information, you know what I mean? But we're talking about like flirting, you know what I mean? The signs that uh, a woman will give you to approach her and things like that. She's doing the same old thing she's always done, you know. Fascinating stuff. Anyway, anything else, you guys? You getting tired, Chuck? Yeah, I'm uh, 
had a big, uh, big day today. All right. You've been active, uh, Jesse, and you're not just sitting there in a chair, and uh, you ate a bunch of food, so you're, you're not high energy here. We can, we can wrap this up. <laughs> Let me see who's in the chat room. I unmuted some people. Who the heck is Cactus Apple? Hi, Jesse. I haven't even looked at the chat room. I haven't even looked at it. I, it. I didn't realize it was moving. Hmm. Allie. Cactus apples, Callie. Say that again. Uh, cactus apple is Callie. C A C A L L Y. unicorn, huh? I don't know how these people find this podcast because uh, it doesn't appear in the public section anymore. You can't even tell the slides. So if you're not following it, I don't understand how you could uh, find it. How would you know that we're live? Unless you, you know, put like conspiracy or Illuminati in the search engine on uh, TalkShoe, and then eventually you would see, oh, what's this? Oh, they got a live show. You know, I don't know how you would find it. So I'm surprised that many people are in here. Okay, anything else? Anybody? Anybody want to say anything? Ask me a question in the chat room. Somebody can ask me a question about the Bible. Anything? If you want the well, what's the usual what's the usual explanation people give you uh, to finding your uh, podcast? Uh, they say that um, I can maybe ask you next time you come on, but you can do it now. But it's good to do it at the start, but um. They, t- they typically say, most people, yeah, they've told me, they say, actually, on, uh, they find it on iTunes, and they use the iTunes search engine, and they put either Illuminati or Conspiracy. I just want to say that um, back in 2012, uh, you could make the case we had the top podcast in the world. The evidence is right there, night after night, on the Illuminati. In other words, just either it has the word Illuminati in the title, or... Um, we were considered to be um, the podcast that you would go to. I mean, there's actually people out there. I know a guy that hit me up on Facebook, and uh, he's got a website. And uh, he's actually, he, 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 he has one link for if you want to know about the Illuminati, and if you're in the conspiracies, he's got links to other conspiracy sites. He has one link, and that's our podcast. He considers us to know more about the Illuminati than anybody else out there, and other people do too, okay? So, um, it was this other podcast out there. It's like apples and oranges. It's this uh, stuff that you ought to know, stuff they don't want you to know. Well, these are little short little podcasts. How can you compare that with five minutes with five hours? Apples and oranges. So depending on your perspective, I guess you could say they had the top podcast because they, they actually had more at the top. And then as you go down, you know, what you're looking at, you're even looking at a podcast that have to do with the subject of Illuminati, or you're actually looking at podcasts that have the title in it, typically. Well, 
I think we had more than anybody. Well, here's the thing. Uh, when you uh, put Illuminati in there now, or conspiracy, um, I keep checking, nothing. Nothing. How, how can that happen? Well, you know, I guess the only thing you say, well, there's so many new podcasts out there, Dave, you just can't keep up with them. How in the heck could we be rated that high back in 2012? Not only that, um, you go there, they have different categories. They, you know, they have religion and uh, whatever the heck. And um, we would be in the hot section back in 2012. Um, in the lower bottom half, but not only that, we had uh, two podcasts that were in there. Not one, but two of them. We had, a, we had an older room, too. That was in the hot section. I know that because I saw it repeatedly. Um, I think that changed in 2013. And I've never, I don't even bother looking anymore. We just dropped off the map. You see that? So we were more visible five years ago than we are now. Isn't that something? Now, of course, there's no conspiracy involved with all that. I don't want anybody to think. Oh, no. Cool. Of course not. Of course not. Um, I had a guy that was going to get on here with me uh, this week, and um, he got buzzed. Planes overhead, helicopters directly over his house. Was he going to get on the show? Well, we talked about it, but he was just going to talk to Dave on the phone. I haven't talked to him yet about this. He, we'll talk more about this, okay? And uh, this is happening on a regular basis, okay? And some people get spooked. I've had people take off from never had an argument, never had a single negative word. Um, they got spooked and they didn't even say goodbye. I'm out of here. And just they don't want to talk to you anymore. It, it's you know it's just um, it can only go so far. You know, and it starts getting freaky. And um, if you got a family, you start thinking, well, I got to protect my family, and um, I don't like this stuff flying over my house. But actually, most people are in denial. They go. Just little old me? Who am I? And they try to rationalize it. Oh, it has nothing to do with me. Well, they're flying right over your house. They actually want you to know. See that? They want you to know. They'll, they'll go right over the middle of your house with precision. This happens more than you think. We don't talk about everything on the show. But you guys um, should be aware that how many people come on this show and talk about this kind of stuff? I can, maybe I can go down a list sometimes. It's most people that interact with me on here. Most people. I can give you exceptions. Okay? I've also talked about how some people appear to be more protected. I want to say this right now. People that are more spiritual, um, they also appear to be... God's protecting his people from technology. I don't want you to think he's not. Are you still there, Chuck? Yeah, I'm sorry. Anyway, the primary uh, pr protection we have is spiritual and it's prayer. Would you agree with me on that? For sure. We have experience shutting down some of this technology. I don't necessarily say 100%, like reducing it, because it's all around you. You can't shut down it all because your entire environment is just radiating stuff. 
So we're really typically talking about something within that negative environment that's getting shut down or it's being radically changed because somebody prayed. It really just has to do with protection. So what we're talking about is God's people. Oh, my God, I want to say this. Okay, this is really important. I should be saying it at the beginning of the show. This is incredibly important, so hopefully I'll remember to say this again. Every one of you that has this worldview or seriously considering it, that we live in this weaponized society, you need to start doing something right now, and you're not doing it. I mean, you're starting to buy into these things, but there's something you're not doing. I'm going to tell you what you need to do. You know what you need to do? Pray. Now, when you pray with God, you need to get specific. What you need to do is things that we've been doing for years. It was experience the benefits. You need to pray for protection. Just You can just say a general prayer if you want to, you know, this has to do with balance. I don't want people out there to think, well, I just say a prayer and I'm all protected from my cell phone. I don't have to worry. I'm telling you right now, it doesn't work that way. What God is going to do, would you agree with me, Chuck? He's going to reduce the exposure, not put you in a little bubble where you know, you're in a different reality and nothing touches me anymore because I said a prayer. Right, Chuck? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a little more than that. But yeah. There's only yeah. so much you can correct. And we live in an environment that's imperfect. Don't expect God to make your environment, your immediate environment perfect. Everything you, everything you touch, everywhere you go, I mean, it's not natural. It's all some kind of left-spin energy, and it's toxic. Even if it's just toxic on an electrical level. You know, plastic is 100% chemicals, and it's so incredibly toxic. There's people out there that can't even touch plastic without some kind of, they call it an allergic reaction. Let me tell you something. The word allergic or allergy is one of the biggest <laughs> mind bombs, I think, in Western culture. People don't – I've even said it before in a show. I don't even want to explain it. You'd have to have um, little classes. And you couldn't really do it all. Well, you know, one day we'll talk about this so you can figure that out, and the next night we'll talk about this, and then we'll go one more night. Okay, now you're ready to start to understand allergies. The whole subject is so incredibly convoluted, I'm not even going to try. I think you said it before. People don't even understand. First of all, a lot of these allergies are just toxic reactions. Look what they're reacting to. Look, for instance, like, um, you know, wheat. You have all these people that react to wheat. Well, they call it that's an allergy. Well, hold it here. There's something wrong with the wheat, not you. Um, that may be good that you react to it because the other people can't even tell. But there's a lot of different factors, and it sometimes can have to do with DNA. You know, you're born with these weaknesses you inherit from your family, and that complicates things because that is true. But see, there's a lot more than that. There's a lot of different factors, and so it's complex. But basically, they sigh up this big, big time with those words. And uh, as far as you know, real allergies go, I guess you know, a tight little definition, whatever the heck. Um, I had allergies. Um, I think I got them when I was a teenager. You know, they were seasonal in the spring, the pollen. And uh, I remember one uh, year, I think I was in my mid-20s, my nose was dripping so bad that I just gave up. I just put a bucket under my nose 
and it just dripped into the bucket. You know why? Because when you wipe your nose over and over, what happens? It starts to get raw, right? And you go, what do I do now? Well, I'll just give up. You know what I mean? So anyway, all I, I was going to say all I did, but I, what I did, I didn't have a lot of knowledge, but I made a radical change in my diet. I didn't uh, initially know anything about organic food, really. Uh, it wasn't that really available. This was back in 1993. Uh, but I, uh, I just started eating uh, raw foods and vegetables. I didn't even know the value of them. And I lost, uh, I think, like 65 pounds rapidly. Uh, you can lose weight too rapidly. But guess what? All my allergies went away. They tell you, you know, well, you have this and, uh, you know, it's the way it's going to be. They don't talk about cures. You're supposed to give, they, they, they give you these um, antihistamines and these drugs, right, to make it more tolerable. Do they cure anything? You can just take that and run with it. That's, um, that's your medical system right there. They don't have any cures. They don't have any to help you. Uh, they can make, what that's doing is it's fooling you, tricking you as, like something from Satan, like table sugar, it looks totally innocent. Oh, can't be that bad. Well, actually, um, sugar has already destroyed the society. And actually, table sugar is designed to work with all the frequencies. And table sugar is a weapon. Just like anything else Satan offers you, oh, it looks totally innocent. It looks good. It couldn't be wrong with that. I mean, Uh, go to Amazon.com. There's like around 25 different books that talk about the dangers of sugar. And um, the people that listen to the show would be shocked if they knew how many people are listening that are actually pre-diabetics. Some of these people have not been identified yet. And, and I, don't, I don't trust these tests, by the way. Okay, they can be accurate. Again, just like we talked about before, there's too, no, too many unknown variables. That's why the tests are not reliable. And a lot of them are false. You know something? <laughs> this is what's wrong with people. Okay? If they have a car and, uh, like, the transmission goes down, are they going to you know, get one opinion? Um, not if they're very smart, right? They're going to get more than one opinion. Why is it that um, you've got a serious problem with your body, like, you know, your the doctor's going to talk about your prostate, okay? And uh, he's going to say, well, we need to operate on prostate. Why can't you go and get another opinion? What? You see what's fundamentally wrong with these people? It also exposes their value system. I could just sit here for a while, but you don't even value yourself. You don't even love yourself. You appear to love your car more than yourself. And that's very weird because... <laughs> I've talked about how the Illuminati gets people contradictory programming where at the same time that you uh, don't love yourself because you don't do things to actually help yourself, you actually do love yourself and you're full of yourself and you're absolutely in love with yourself. You know what I mean? They like that because a person that's in that state can be deceived on a lot of levels. Okay? And basically, they try to get you to believe both things. Which is really remarkable because in a classic dialectic, like the um, <clears throat> flat Earth and uh, global Earth, you're supposed to choose, right? It's either this or that. In this one, you're supposed to believe both of them. They're kind of victory, oh, but you believe them anyway. That's, I guess that's 
probably the ultimate psyop. You know, my computer just froze, so I'm uh, rebooting it here. Oh, I got my phone here. Anyway, let me look at the chat room real quick. Any comments? Questions? Hey, I got a quick question, Dave. Uh huh. Is is there a what's the correct way to begin and end your prayers? Is that a big deal? Or? I couldn't hear you very well. What'd you say again? The correct way to begin or end, end your prayer. Okay, well, there's a, uh, a logical sequence there. I actually talked about this subject. And as soon as I started to talk about it, the recording ended. And after that, I concluded that they cut me off because I was talking about prayer. Um, After that, I wasn't so sure, and I don't actually hold that opinion because it... um, I do believe in coincidence, but I believe that God is behind all coincidence, and things can happen, you know. But anyway, um, there's a sequential order, and it begins with, um, first of all, I don't assume anything, okay? So I actually ask for the gift of prayer. Stop and think about that. You're going to pray, right? Why would you ask for the gift of prayer? Because I believe that everything is a gift from God. Okay? So you ask to, that God would draw, draw nigh unto you and that you would be able to draw nigh unto him. Okay? And, and uh, <clears throat> because the human heart is fundamentally cold because of this universal curse that we're all under, and that's the depraved condition of our heart, uh, it's beneficial for a lot of people to warm the heart. I'm talking about your spiritual heart. You know, we're speaking somewhat figuratively here, okay? You have a cold nature that's antagonistic to God, whether you're a believer or not. All I'm doing is restating what the Protestant reformers said. I'm perfectly aware that in a local church, you do not hear this kind of thing anymore. Very little, okay? So it may be beneficial, especially when you're a younger Christian, to read what's called devotional literature. Now, I used to do a lot of this stuff, and I would get sidetracked and end up, um, it's like my mind was so inquisitive, I couldn't look at any kind of information in a written form without, you know, I'm still like this. I start, I can't even watch a movie. I start researching the movie, I end up more time researching the movie. This is actually true than watching the movie, because I'll quit watching the movie, but actually I spent more time researching it. So anyway... Um, you want everybody's different. You want to have these uh, methods to 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 warm the heart, okay? And you can read the Bible. That's the classic uh, method. Um, you can supplement that with devotional literature. Um, you can have like yearly Bible readings. There's really good. Uh, I suppose there's a conspiracy with everything, but I wonder about those things. Oh yeah, I've heard about some of them. People have a dim view of them. The common ones. So there you go. Anyway, um, you know, reading the Bible is more important. But see, when I would try to read the Bible, I would get everything. I just, I can't read the Bible. Because when I read the Bible, I start studying it. 
because my mind is overactive. So this would be different with other people, but it didn't work out well for me because I'd be sitting there reading the Bible for an hour and a half, and then uh, I'd start like getting hungry or something. Go, oh, let me go make something to eat here, and then I'll come back and pray. And sometimes you never even pray; you get distracted. Okay, so anyway, what this is the purpose of all this is to prepare you to pray. Um, because prayer is primarily centered around worship. And the different aspects of prayer, the most important one is what? Worship. They're not equally important. You see? So after you warm the heart, then you worship God. Now, the primary thing that you could do before that is actually sing a song. And when I started off with this, I used to sing out loud. And I used to raise my hands up in the air and even walk around and just praise God. And this is like, this is ideal, okay? Things changed over the years. And uh, when you were away, I was talking about it. When I get serious with God, I, um, I get on my knees, you know. But most of the time now, I don't pray on my knees anymore. I've also gone through periods where I didn't pray on my knees very much, and that's not good, okay? Because um, most Christians don't know this, but the word worship actually means to prostrate yourself. And it's actually used um, in reference to Abraham. Um, people are bowing before him. And it's the same word. And you're going, hmm, that's confusing. So it's actually the context that determines what kind of worship. It just means to prostrate yourself or bow down, okay? So if you want to honor your creator or you want to get serious with God, you want to ask him for something, you know, supplication, get serious with God, get on your knees and stay there for a while. I, I don't recommend the method of... Um, getting on your knees and hearing from God, like just emptying your mind. Actually, that's kind of new agey. It's kind of funny. I think that's from Illuminati. That's a different subject, by the way, hearing from God. And you always hear the same thing. You know, get on your knees and distill your mind. You know, you don't hear anything. That's not how you do it. That's a different subject, okay? So anyway, you worship God, all right? And everybody has their own method. There's, there's no set method in the Bible. The Bible's not like that. It's not all codified, okay? Because... Um, you know, for instance, like when, um, this would be funny if we get cut off again when I'm talking about prayer. We'll see. When Otto was on, he was talking about his wife and how she's so expressive in her worship. And you're kind of going, whoa, man, that woman's kind of scary. Well, people don't like that. They're very outward. Now, you get around the intellectual church, the Presbyterian, Calvinistic, they're the opposite, right? And you go to Lutheran church, they call them God's frozen chosen. The Lutherans will laugh because even they've heard that. You know what I mean? Um, you know, Luther was the most fiery Lutheran, and uh, after him, it was all downhill. Can you show me one other fiery personality? We'll probably be talking about um, the guy over there in Nazi Germany in World War II. I can't remember his name right now. He's got a bunch of his books. Anyway, <clears throat> okay, after that, after you worship God, you want to move to Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is incredibly important, and you'll see this in the Bible, Okay. You need to thank your creator, and don't be presumptuous, because God likes to teach his people that, um, you know, these things you're just taking for granted, they can be taken away, because God likes to test his people. So it's important for his people to be thankful, and it's also for, important for his people not to murmur. This is something that's very common with modern people, because we're not thankful enough. This actually has to do with the devolutionary process and also has to do with spirituality. Man is evolving spiritually. He's becoming less humble, more proud, 
and all these um, things right on down the line. Okay, so after that, we move into um, where we ask God to do things. And this has two basic categories. It has to do with asking for yourself, okay? But it also has to do with intercessory prayer, and I would put intercessory prayer last. And in some respects, unless you don't feel natural about worshiping God, you feel kind of inhibited, um, intercessory prayer is um is the most difficult the reason is is because um here it is it's it's tedious <laughs> that means it can get boring like i used to have these long lists of all these people that i ran into in my life i would pray for every one of them let me tell you something you can pray for these people decade after decade and nothing will happen and this is true eventually you start to figure this out when you start getting uh up in your 50s and 60s. And um, you see, the thing is, is that nothing ever does happen. And this is what the majority of people, the Bible does not advocate this, by the way. Um, you'll see that in 1 John 5, where it says, do not pray for such as these, because they committed the sin unto death. Now, how are you going to know if they committed the sin unto death? Well, you're not going to know, unless you've got some kind of privileged knowledge. Um, because they can still repent, but actually, God has to give you revelation. So this is one of many numerous examples right in the Bible where the Bible is advocating extra-biblical revelation. That's what we call it. I actually told Chuck that I think the term extra-biblical revelation was created by the Illuminati. And the last time I went to my Google, remember Dave's Google was different than anybody else's Google? Um, I put in extra-biblical revelation, and every single comment was negative. I just want to remind people that if you put Axe Body Spray on Google, that stuff is so ratchet. I assumed that everything would be positive. You know, you figure that they're going to do that. You know, first page of Google, oh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. It wasn't that way. Even on the first page towards the bottom, he was talking like the school had to be evacuated because um, this one kid, he was probably spraying too much of it, you know. But uh, I don't remember the exact story where they had to evacuate the school, but I mean, there was all kinds of students that were having, now here's what they call it, see, allergic reactions, you know. Well, if you're having that many, quote-unquote, allergic reactions, do you think that that has to do with allergies or, you know, the problem is that you're in? Or do you think it might have something to do with the Axe body spray? What do you think? What, what do you think the problem is, you or that? That stuff is deadly. And by the way, if you want to spray too much of that in a confined uh, environment, uh, you can die, and it's already happened, okay? Because we live in a society uh, where basically nobody warns you about chemicals. Because chemicals is closely related to science, and we've been talking a lot about science tonight. And uh, they are directly linked to science produces chemicals, and what does chemicals do? Destroys the planet and all of the biological organs. There's never been a chemical that wasn't a poison, 100% poison. Could somebody go refute that? So during the course of your life, what does the society do to educate you about chemicals? Well, what did I say earlier? How many people are concerned about toxicity during the course of their life? How many American citizens? So there you go. I don't know how we did that. Um, Axe body spray and a uh, little discourse there in prayer. Anything else?
Did I get through that without getting cut off? You guys still there? Yeah, yeah, I think you did. Uh, I, I was going, I bet you they cut me off again because I... <laughs> no, I think you made No, it. I got to say, I got to say that I, I just want people to know, those days of the conspiracy, thinks everything's conspiracy. I actually concluded that, that they didn't cut me off because of prayer. It was just, um, it can happen at any time after about four hours and 15 minutes. It actually depends when you start the show because if you talk in the chat room, the show has already started. When you start, you open the chat, the clock's already ticking. It doesn't matter when you push the record button. The maximum amount of time that you get is five hours. But it can quit uh, any time during the last 45 minutes, you know. But there have been times when it was very obvious that um, they didn't like what I was talking about, and they just shut it down, you know. There's also been times where God ended it, and it was perfect. This doesn't happen very often, but I think it happened. It might have happened two weeks in a row, but I think the podcast we did three or four weeks ago, if you listen to the end of it, you go, whoa. You know, I think God did that. I really do. Call me naive. All right? By the way, Dave's a true believer. <laughs> People would say overly so. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Anything else? See what happens when you ask a question? <laughs> there you go. Anything else about prayer? No, that's good. Um, uh, prayer yeah. is the most important thing you do each day. Uh, qualitatively, it's more important than breathing or anything else. Prayer is the most important thing. People look at me and go, oh, Dave's an intellectual. You know, he doesn't really have any practical spiritual living in his The whole religion is up in his head. Uh, come talk to Dave. And then behind the scenes, like, Dave is this radical mystic. And they think I'm all in the textbooks or something like that. I swing both ways, okay? So I'm a little bit complicated. But you can't, here's the thing, um, and this has been proven over and over. Um, every box that people try to put me into, I jump right out of it. Just like Jack in a Box, and there's a reference right there. That These subtle references that Dave's telling you is Illuminati, don't you know that Jack in a Box is Satan? And actually, Jack is a medieval name for Satan. And I actually think that um, Jack is Satan, <laughs> okay? But just because I make a reference to Jack in the Box doesn't mean that I'm slipping out this little stuff. See how he's letting you know? He's an agent. By the way, agents do that kind of stuff. That's why I mentioned that they do that. Remember, Art Bell, I've talked about this before, he used to have these guests on there, and he's an agent, and he knew that they were an agent, and the guests knew that Art was an agent. And they went have this little banter back and forth, a little chuckle. They're low-level initiates, and they were actually laughing at their audience because the, the audience didn't know. See, if you like Art Bell, I like, I like the guy. That actually blinds you from understanding that there could be something diabolical going on there, and that's why it took me a number of years after two of my friends had concluded, I think Art Bell is an agent, that I was going, oh, no, 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 no. I've told you about this before. See, I didn't used to be into this kind of stuff. I had a hard time believing, you know, I actually liked Art Bell. Well, later, the more I learned, um, I decided I didn't like Art Bell very much. Yeah, didn't. So it was a lot easier for me to believe something like that. Yeah, educate yourself. A lot of these people that you like. By the way, um, this isn't true for all the Illuminati agents. Some of them want you to react to you and hate them and stuff on that and get an argument with you. But uh, as a general rule, on a fundamental level, they want you to like them. 
and they, they feed your ego. If you're going to interact with them personally, it could just be online. They'll compliment you up to what they think you for. So, anything else? Anything else, guys? Let's see here. Hello? Hey. Is that you, Johnny? You yeah. sound like you're half asleep, three quarters I'm about to, asleep. I'm about to upload this video of Neil deGrasse Tyson reverse saying uh, it's a conspiracy. They lie to us about the round earth. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Man, it's good. It's a really good one. Backwards, he says, he says, I serve the devil. So you're talking about... um. Somebody who um, actually believes that the Earth is a sphere, but in reverse speech, he's acknowledging that uh, he's lying to you about that? Yep. Is that Neil deGrasse Tyson. You're actually the name of the guy. I've, I've heard that guy before, but most people wouldn't have heard of him. I don't know anything about him, but I've heard of him. He's a black what? astrophysicist. Oh. As soon as I hear astrophysicist, you know, those guys have a... They do have a uh, an intelligence that should be recognized, you know what I mean? And they have, um, you know, put in the labor uh, mentally, and they have accomplished things, but um, you can see that they fall far short. It's a mindset that they have. It's their mindset. Um, it's very enclosed. They can't think out of the box, basically. So, And they're absorbing all kinds of propaganda without realizing that it's propaganda. Let's just say that... Um, you know, 15% of it is propaganda. All, you know, all science is 50% propaganda. Well, okay, only 15%. That's not very much. Uh, have these guys figured out the propaganda in the 15%? They haven't figured out anything for one simple reason. They don't correlate science with propaganda. Now, they will talk about, like I said, what they call pseudoscience. That's people who are just ignorant because you can always have people talking about things that are, uh, you know, they're fallacious. You know what I mean? It's always that way. So they will acknowledge that. You know what I mean? But they're not able to step apart from their peers, like I've pointed out. Um, they work within the system. And they have an institutionalized mind. They can't make radical choices, radical moves. And if they did, they'd be the only one. They'd be standing all alone. And that's when they come after you and they destroy you. You know what I mean? They abandoned you. I'm talking about the scientific community. You're what they would call like a heretic, a scientific heretic. We've had these people before. I'll be talking about Joseph Smith. A new theory about him, that he has some commonalities with people like William Wright. Emmanuel Velikovsky and William Branham. This is a radical theory. They create all kinds of slander. This comes down to one single thing that I'll be talking about. Did he originally have good intention? Now, I I didn't believe this before. I thought he was an Illuminati agent, Illuminati bloodline. It has to do with one thing. He originally was pure intention. Whatever the heck happened along the way, 
this is the theory here, okay? And Illuminati, um, they got in there, they got involved, they screwed everything up, and that makes everything complex because um, the history that we have about Joseph Smith is largely from the Mormon Church, and it's been codified. And um, so I don't think we can get at the truth. But what I want everyone to know, I'm not going to go into this right now, and I, I already believe this. Whatever the cause is, or the explanation, um, he had a different religion. There was an early Mormon religion, and it largely vanished. Uh, it was carried on to some degree, uh, you know, different dissenting groups. You've had a lot of different dissenting sects in Mormonism, a lot of them along the way. And it's just like in Christian, you know, denominations where... Um, Everything is going to hell. Everything is getting more liberal. Everything is getting worse. And so they have a group that breaks away. It creates a new denomination. And you have uh, the same thing going on in Mormonism. But um, the Mormonism and religion of that day, this today, is different religion. It can say the same thing about what happened with Brigham Young, whatever you may think about him. Uh, that was radically different from... Uh, and people don't realize this, so you'd have to do all this research, and it's not something that most people would be motivated to even look into because it's not something that's really going to jump out yet. Out of, you'd have to. Um, this is this is the thing. You have to study it a lot, and then as you do that, you're looking for this. The truth will gradually emerge over time, and in my own life, this has been very difficult for me. Okay. I'm not trying to approve of Joseph Smith in any way. I think that he was probably pretty gifted. And a lot of the stories that we've heard about him, you ready? It's propaganda. Propaganda. How do you know that? It's actually slander. I can go on and on, man. You know, why did his brother get murdered not long after him? Well, why did he get murdered in the first place? Mm-hmm. There was a conspiracy to kill him. Now, see, my old view, well, actually, I had never, had, never had a very good view because I believed he was Illuminati agent, so why is he being murdered? Uh, I think the Illuminati killed him. That's what I believe, so that's my new view. And uh, he's far from being perfect. Um, here's something to research right now. Um, they have these stories, and they seem to be very credible about Joseph Smith and his father. They were kind of like um, these shysters, and they would work these local farmers and deceive them uh, for a little coinage, just go their way. They used to have a lot of people like that in the 19th century. You see that right away there in uh, The Wizard of Oz, right? That's what he is, carnival huckster, okay, selling these different potions and stuff like that, okay. See, back then, they didn't have the Internet, so they couldn't research all this stuff. So people, they didn't have good communication, too. When you have, like, a potion or something, some guy comes into town in a, you know, a wagon or something like that, and uh, you don't know anything about this stuff. It's easy to deceive the people. And then he disappears, and you find out this stuff didn't do anything. You never see the guy again, right? So you had just like the spiritist movement. If you're familiar with that, late 19th century, you know, the Harry Houdini spent a great deal of his latter career exposing all that. There's tremendous amount of fakery. Speaking about fakery, uh, Helena Blavatsky, like I said before, in Theosophy, 
he's one of the biggest fakers ever. A liar, Illuminati agent, the whole deal, right down the line. Uh, a lot of that kind of stuff going on back then. So um, it's a different world today. I mean, if you've got a product out there, um, you're going to be in trouble. If it's not a good product, because people will talk about it on Google, and uh, you will not be in business. So things are different. Hey, look at just look at restaurants. You can shut down a restaurant with these um, bad reviews on Yelp, and it shouldn't be that way. I think some of these people have a bad day, and they just want to complain, and they're just being bitchy. You know what I mean? The food was not that bad. The service wasn't that bad. Your day was what was bad. And you write this horrible review. And people, because of their, their evil hearts, they feed off of negativity. That's why people are prone to be, believe an evil report. It's so easy to slander people because most people, and this is, this is unfortunate because it's true for Christians as well most of the time. You don't believe that? Hang out in a local church for a while. Go talk to Pastor Charles. He'll tell you all about it. These evil, wagging tongues. Um, I think the church secretary might be at the top of the chart. I mean, she's, who knows more about church gossip than the um, church secretary? Well, it might be the pastor's wife. It's between the two of them, you know what I mean? We've talked about before how women are different than men, and the Bible speaks about women having problems with gossip, right? In the New Testament. Does it ever say that about men? No. Mm-mm. Because they're different. And this is why women are told and instructed, respect your husbands. Now look at the society. Where do we get respect for men? Show me one man I'm on a TV show that's non-dysfunctional um, and is doing the right thing. Whatever the no heck. There's nobody. And they took away all your heroes, too, and they gave you fake heroes. Oh, we got lots of heroes, but, you know, they're not worth anything. Uh, you would not be impressed with these people. A lot of these plastic people in Hollywood, first of all, a lot of them are mind-controlled slaves. That's the only way, the reason they can act so well. They're actually programmed to be good actors. You should see what they're like away from that. They just self-destruct, you know. They don't even know how to live. And they have way too much... And one of the things you can prove about the that we can't even handle prosperity. Just look at these people that win the lottery. I don't believe all these stories even told before. The, the, the lottery, it's like anything else. It's fake. It's fake. Illuminati rigged it. Um, a lot of these people that are winning are just Illuminati bloodline. And then some of the people are completely fake. Like, oh, this uh, guy uh, up in the hills in West Virginia, he won a huge pot. Some of that stuff is completely fake. In other words... First of all, the guy doesn't exist, and the money goes to somebody else. But do you think that they're going to create a system to reward people outside the cult, the coven? They're not here to help you at any point along the line. Go to Las Vegas sometime. See how much you win. It's all rigged. Well, guess what? This entire society is like a casino. If you don't know very much about casinos, well, I, I tell you what... <laughs> There's a good example right there of the value of knowledge. The basic knowledge is, is that um, on a percentage basis, you're going to lose, and this, doesn't, uh, this is not basic common sense, okay? But if, you're, um, if you have privileged knowledge, I'm not an expert on gambling, 
but supposedly there are secret methods uh-huh, to, you know, have considerable wins in a casino-type environment. Now, I was comparing the casino to our society, and this is true in society. I've said before, there are all kinds of uh, perks built into the system. It could be something very lowly, like these secret government programs, or it could be something else um, to get through the court system. But these things are not for the people, you see. They're for the privileged. Watch out for these agents out there. They want you to trust them. They want to talk about common law and how you can beat the system. Beat the system. You can't beat the system. That's a fallacy, okay? Unless God is helping you to beat the system. You can do that. I don't see God doing that a lot. So, um, like I said before, you're taking a risk. You know, if you don't pay taxes and stuff like that. See, you don't have, see, you don't have to pay taxes. Look at Trump. He even admitted it. You know what I mean? Uh, look at uh, what the heck is her name? Leona Helmsley. She talked about well, only the little people have to pay taxes. You see that? They let these little these statements slip out. You know, the elitists. Yeah. The system is rigged. It's like a casino. You see? That's our society. And then I talked about risk-taking. How risk is important? Well, that's what you do when you play in a casino, taking a risk. Life is full of risks. And I still have phlegm at the back of my throat, and um, I think it's something in the air. Because the phlegm never goes away. It's always there. So, go Google uh, chemtrail cough. And you can do an amazing amount of searches on Godlike Productions, even though that's a very uh, questionable website. Um, actually, I actually go there knowing that I'm going to get malware. I just accept it. Cause it's, but you can put all kinds of things in there, no search engines. <clears throat> For instance, like cough. And um, if you put chemtrail in there, you're going to get page after page after page, obviously. But, uh, I've learned Dave, quite a few things in those searches, yeah. I, I, I've cut out dairy because I thought it was a dairy. I couldn't figure out what that phlegm was in, in the back of my throat as well. Well, actually, uh, what you want to do, this method was developed... Um, in the early 20th century, ideally you want to go on a um, a non. I just had the word. Uh, God, it just slipped my mind. A diet that doesn't induce that kind of thing, which is primarily primarily uh, fruits and vegetables. Oh, non mucus diet. See what people don't realize is that most of the food that they're eating is creating mucus okay the body's you're harming your body your body is trying to create a protective layer like you're taking an amazing amount of environmental toxins your body doesn't like it so one of the primary things it does obviously if it tries to get it out of the body expel it it creates a protective layer and that's mucus 
well, mucus is not good. And phlegm is a form of mucus. So there's something wrong. And you could say, Dave, you're just getting older. Well, just because I'm older doesn't mean I should have phlegm in the back of my throat every day. So before I did this show, I gargled a couple times with apple cider vinegar. I'm one of these people that can just take a big sip of it. It doesn't bother me. Women are more sensitive to that. I've noticed this. And um, then I just take a shot of water. And I just um, gargled, and it um, breaks, the, breaks up the phlegm, you know. Yeah, there's something wrong up Because this has actually been going on for months. I talked to Chuck about it, maybe three or four months. Every single day, I have phlegm at the back of my throat. Other people are coughing a lot, I've noticed. And I've noticed that this guy that lives with me, after he sprays his Axe body spray, he even coughs. I've noticed that. He doesn't see he's, he's not paying attention. So what you're supposed to do is go, okay, when I spray this, this is what happens. See, he's not paying attention. I actually don't hear him coughing at the rest of the day. So what does that tell you? His body's having a toxic reaction, but he's not paying attention. I mean, people are so out of the mix, they can even have like a headache or something, but they don't correlate it with toxins because the government... They don't educate the people about toxins because um, there's a close... What this actually is, um, America is a fascist country. And the reason that people would agree with everything I say up to now and disagree with me about that is because they're ill-informed about fascism. Fascism has to do with corporatism. Go back and look at the original definition. It hasn't even changed. They may have tweaked it. The corporations rule... Well, what, what do the corporations do? Uh, they drown us in chemicals. Okay, so that's the way the society is. The people that are in power, they drown the little people in chemicals. Well, obviously, you're not going to hear the media talking about this on a regular basis. You know, what you'll get is like um, a report on 60 Minutes. No, I did not watch that stupid show, and they've been exposed as a bunch of propaganda liars before, and you can document that. They've lied to you, and you can prove it. Prove it. It's not a theory. They freaking lied. Propaganda. Okay? You can't trust them. Oh, so they'll have like a 20-minute expose of a single chemical and people that suffered. And that's as far as they'll take you. You know what I mean? This society is not there to help you. Look at You're not going to live very long, and you're not going to watch very, very many 20-minute documentaries on uh, chemicals, and most people just think it's boring anyway. So if they're focusing on one chemical... It takes 20 minutes of your time. How much are you going to learn about chemicals over the next 20 years? If that's the height of your education, you're not going to learn diddly squat because you're not supposed to. Because um, the chemicals, they're all poisons, every one of them. There's never been a chemical that wasn't 100% poison. That's what I call self-evident fact. Go prove that wrong, Okay. Have they told you that on television? Simple, basic truth. Every chemical is 100% poison, and there's nothing natural. Can we talk about that in this cult? No. Maybe I should title this the chemical cult, because that's what it is. It's a cult of chemicals that are designed to systematically shut you down. Look at these people that are shuffling through society and go, what is wrong? 
with these people? Well, their bodies are drowning in chemicals, okay? Is that a theory? No, it's a fact. Your body's a vessel. It's a, it's a vessel for different types of things. You know, more than one thing. They could, they could be good things. They could be bad things. And unfortunately, most people's body is not a, a battery or a vessel of etheric light or the life force. It's a vessel of chemicals. And these chemicals are right up to the brim. These people are toxic time bombs, and they're on toxic overload. And the government, are they warning us? Do one thing. Um, Go to Google and put Environmental Protection Agency. And you might want to put the word poison. You don't have to. And then put the word Europe. And what you're going to see, I haven't done this yet, but I read a lengthy article on this. There is a huge difference between America and Europe. All of Europe, I don't care if it's Finland, Luxembourg, or Monaco, for all I know, anybody. They warn their people way ahead of what goes on over here. Things that just don't have any problem at all. They already shut that stuff down. Actually, years ago. You can go see. It's not a theory. So what does this tell you? You see that? We have the ongoing um, destruction of America in every conceivable category. It's happening right in front of us. But what this is doing is forecasting the future of America. They're disassembling America step by step right in front of us. It's I call it the great satanic doctrine of gradualism. You know, just do it slow enough, people won't pay attention. And they just accept um, these manufactured norms. Well, Illuminati is the one that manufactured them. But this is what's normal. And then, of course, we've got to have the new normal. You know, how they keep rolling out a new, a new normal. What would be a new normal, Dave? Um, how about the word, how about the transgender movement? Does that sound like a new normal? I would think so. What's how they're push, push, pushing? They're going to push and push and push, aren't they? It's like you can't have a television show, you know, like a sitcom. You got to have a somebody in there that's just in, in some kind of fetish, or they're um, homosexual. Right? Can't you see the obvious propaganda? And that's what the society is. When people watch television, they don't deconstruct television, do they? They're just entertaining themselves. Well, that's the perfect time to program you. If that's your attitude, you have, you don't even, here's the thing. Do you have the desire, the desire to execute, uh, <clears throat> exercise discernment? No, because you just want to be entertained. What do you think is going to happen if you have these diabolical um, social engineers out there and satanic geniuses trying to fool everybody about anything they think is important? Well, the results are not going to be good, are they? That would be true. All right. um, 
me look one more time in the chat room to see if there's any questions. Has anybody had a question that I didn't see or anything like that? Because I haven't been looking at the chat room and uh, <clears throat> this recording. I'm surprised it's still going. All right. I think I'll uh, wrap it up. If there's a question in the uh, chat room, somebody say something, because I didn't look. Yeah, he says, young girls are not even taught to respect their fathers anymore. Well, actually, um, here's how bad it is, okay? Look at your television, which is a powerful mind control device, and Give me one example. Okay, I'm not talking about sports, okay? I'm talking about when they portray males in a fictional uh, scenario on television. Okay? Or whatever, you know what I mean? It's not like reality or something like that. You know, it's a story or whatever, you know. I'm not talking about movies, okay? Movies that runs the gamut. Now, the general trend is what, what I'm going to say. When do they ever show any significant respect to a male on these television shows? I don't see them doing it at all. It's right in front of our face. No respect. Obvious propaganda. People can't see it because they have no desire to see it. So they're not even looking. So what do you think is going to happen? Well, same thing over and over again. That must be Otto in the background. I can hear you, Otto. Okay, I'm going to let you guys go, okay? This might be Johnny, too. Hey, you got it. Yeah, we'll try to do the Jehovah's Witness uh, show later, uh, hopefully next week. It doesn't have to be Saturday. but uh... Okay, we'll shut this down. Take care, everybody. Bye. You got it. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.